We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. We're here. What up and welcome to the corner. We are coming at you from Intercoins Bar and Arcade in downtown Vegas. Get ready for an hour of wrestling, boxing, and MMA talk. I'm Kel Dansby, journalist for BSO. And I'm Andreas Hill, uh, journalist for everybody. <laughs> and today we'll preview Porter versus Broner, which is happening this weekend. Plus recap WWE Money in the Bank and UFC 188. But first... We have to talk about Rachel Dolezal, Dolezal, however the hell you say it. It's, her name is fake just like who she is. I don't From. know, yo. She, I, I'm digging the, the fake dreads, braids look. She had the updo in the bun. You started already? Already. Like, you about damn, already. already. About to slayed, I thought right. she was just light-skinned. Well, that's what she played as, and she was light-skinned. Yeah, I just thought, you know, maybe her mama was, like, white. Nah, ain't no melon in that girl's family. Yo, she tans really well. Or uses a bronzer. Whatever works. I'm, I'm not mad at it. So she was the head of the... Spokane, N- Washington, NAACP chapter. She was the president. Okay, to be fair, there's not too many other candidates for the Spokane, Washington, NAACP chapter. Yeah, but she's she's playing as a black woman. She married to a black man? She was. Oh, well then. Well then, what? Well then. That doesn't make you black. I'm, I'm just saying. Nah, I'm just saying. What are you saying? Okay, so I got friends. I got a friend who was married to a Filipino woman. Does it make him Filipino? He was damn near close. He knows how to make lumpia. So He learned some Tagalog. What does that mean? It's close enough. Not close enough. By affiliation. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Listen, I I don't care. Like, if if a chick really wants to assimilate herself into my life, she got to learn some Puerto Rican. She got to know what Benin is. She has to know what a Malta is. Does that make her Puerto Rican, though? Or does that make her... uh, She could wear a Puerto Rican flag. That doesn't make a Puerto Rican. If, 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 look, 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 look. If I met a woman 
who was black and she was like, I'm white. No, you're black. I see you. You're a black woman. Like for you to change that for your own personal gain, like she's the ultimate studio gangster. What was she, okay? She got a, a job out. Was she doing her job? That's my question. You if can she do was it. doing her job. Can she do a job as a white woman though? Of course she could. So why is it? Why would she have to hijack the struggles of African American women to do her job? Why are we saying she's hijacking though? Like, because it ain't her story. It's not a story. It ain't her story. And I, I'm, I don't know the story as much as everybody out there. And we got a million Twitter reporters who swear to God they're in Spokane, Washington, and they're all activists now, and they've known her for twelve years and seen her hijack everything that is speaking on it. But how do we know she's just like doing it as a sign of disrespect? What about she learned the culture? What about she dated a black man and felt that this stuff was dope? What if she really liked the way that black women do their hair and she just wanted to see if her hair could get that way? And what if she just loved the culture? If that's the case, hip hop is messed up right now because black kids ain't buying records. Nothing but suburban white kids are. So they're wrong. Look, look. They love the culture. Here here we go. Here we go. First of all. First of all, Kel, you're walking the plank right now. I am. You are you are is. walking the plank, Twitter, and I will not be breathe. surprised if next week you ain't on this show anymore with this nonsense. You're not born hip hop. You okay. learn the culture. True. If 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 Rachel Dolezal can be black, people like Eminem should be upset. He's not. He never went black. He grew up in Eight Mile True. in the hood, and he never said, "Yo, I'm a black man." You have activists who have been working by Martin Luther King and the rest of the civil rights activists for years who never said, I'm black because I learned the culture. Correct. I read a lot of things. I've, I've, my whole life was dedicated to reading about Che Guevara. That doesn't make me Cuban. It doesn't make me Argentinian. Because Che was from Argentina went to Cuba. And che never said he was Cuban. He was from Argentina. Yeah. You can't just become something out of convenience. That's crazy. It's like Halloween 365 days a year for this I'm chick. I'm just saying... She ain't in blackface. Yes, she is. Basically, she is. She's in blackface. Look, she's taking the stereotypes of what she thinks black women are and using them to her advantage. She's getting a weave that she makes somewhat kinky. She's, she's tanning her hair. She wears... I just l- thought she liked it. She la- wears bright fingernails and, like, in big jewelry. I, so, just thought she, I just thought she thought that was dope. Like, excuse she me. She didn't think it was... She don't was don't a black women wear that because it's dope? But did is you it see, natural hair in because it's dope? But, Kel, like, come I on, thought dog. she just liked it. Come on, it. come on. You... Like, we're never going to get to the MMA, UFC, and boxing segments of this show yeah. if you keep doing this. Yo, I, I, I'm just, am you're I not, naive right here? Like, you're very much so. I thought she just liked that aspect of the culture. You can like it, but it doesn't make you the I culture. I didn't call her CB4. Like, so she she's is MC, She is MC Gusto. Hey, you know what? For Rachel, she need to learn how to be black. Go get shot by the police. Then you learn what it's like to be black. Be unarmed to get shot by the police. She could do it out of convenience. She could flip any minute. She filed a racial discrimination case against Howard University because they were treating her unfairly because she was white. You can't do it out of convenience. I can't turn white out of convenience. I'm black. That's who I am. Yeah, when a right. cop sees it doesn't me, work that way. when somebody sees me out on the street, they're going to judge me based on my skin color. And she's using it to her convenience to be the president of NAACP. She's a studio gangster. She's no better than Rick Ross. MC Gusto. Hey, boss. Straight out of low cash. Hey, for those for, for listeners who don't know, there was a, a rapper back in the day by the name of Boss. Do you remember Boss? Did you ever hear the Boss story? Nah. Okay. <laughs> boss in 1993 dropped an album called, uh, I believe it was called Born Gangsters. She had a song like, I don't give a fuck. It was a straight gangster shit. She had like top producers and everything. A Wall Street Journal reporter found out that she went to private school and came into an upper middle class black home. When they found out she was a studio gangster, her career was over. It's, you can't tolerate shit like that. Nowadays, it's like Rick Ross, he's a studio gangster. Come on, he's a cop. 
Like, but what's now, his face in 8 Mile when yeah. Eminem just exposes him? And it's like... Clarence? But now we have a tolerance for people, and then we, then we empathize with their struggle of being a liar. Like, come on. And then they make money off it, because it's not like Rachel's going to give her accolades back. She still thinks she's black. She's like, I was black since I was five, because I colored with a brown crayon. And her mom was like, no, you weren't. I'm Caucasian. You're Caucasian. Be what you are. You could fight for civil rights. You got a brother who's black? Where did I see well, this Well, they're online? adopted. Like, the black kids in the family are adopted. Oh, so she got black kids in her family. Yeah, that are adopted. This is just getting better by the second. Yo, it's the most ri- ridiculous I was doing story. the NBA Finals, people. Listen, I'm catching up on a story. I see this woman. She got dope hair. It's, like, curly. I thought she was light-skinned. I guess she's not. No, And man. I guess she's swagger jacking the culture. I the just th- thought she liked yo, it. you know who Kirk Lazarus is? Yeah. From Tropic Thunder? Yeah. There we go. Method <laughs> actor. And then blackface. That's that's your girl, Rachel. She need to cut that shit out. <laughs> that, that, it's got to go, man. Like, I, I can't. I can't like we we talk on our show about black athletes and they get criticized, scrutinized because they are black. We talk about the new day. Yeah, we talk about new day. New Stereotypes of the black. Like if you you can't be born anything else but what you are. If you want to be, if you want to learn about a culture, so be it. Do what you want. Read a book. Fight for civil rights. Fight for injustice. There's nothing wrong with that. She could just do that shit as a white woman. That's all I'm saying. That's just so crazy to me. Like, I thought she honestly just liked the culture. She liked her hair like that. I didn't know she necessarily wanted to go around being black. Yo, like, she wouldn't deny it. Like, she's not biracial. She's not. She's a white woman. And it's okay. It's like, all right to be a white woman. You Listen, could, we all love Justin Timberlake. Of He's course. white. He could wear cornrows. He could sing with Timbo. He could be on Jay-Z tracks. Now, if Jay, Because he's just like, yo, I'm white, but I love all this. Now, if Justin Timberlake rolled up and was like, yo, I'm black, you would look at him like a goddamn fool. If he yeah. darkened his skin and, and got an afro and was like, I'm black, you'd be offended. I'd yeah. be offended. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I'm offended when black women lighten their skin and exactly. want to be something else. And <laughs> we talked about Lil' Kim on this podcast. Of course, of so, course. So, I mean, it's it goes both ways. You know, just kind of be who you want to be. You can't give this woman a pass. And it's like, I wrote a piece on Two Dope Boys. For if you want to read, plug. It's up today about Rachel Dozal being a studio gangster. It's like, you are hijacking the culture for personal gain. Because at any given time, you could have been like, yo, I'm just a white woman who's fighting for civil rights. Because I know right from wrong. It's really that simple. But then she's coming out here saying that I'm black. And like Rick Ross... She's caught red-handed with a smoking gun in her hand. You just got to go out, though. And like, she's just like, yo, I'm sticking to my lie. I am a black woman. And they're like, no, you're not. Her parent, Your parents just like, I am a black woman. And like Rick Ross, he denied, 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 denied to the point where people were like, fuck it. They just gave up and just kept. Like, you just couldn't do that in the 90s. You couldn't be a studio gangster and keep going. Racist the 90s, though. It's not. That's what I'm saying. People are so accepting of people who want to lie and be fake. Be who you are. I don't know. I... You can't become she, a race, dude. No, no, nah, you can't. You can't. She ain't look too bad with the the little kinky twist or whatever she had. She looked like uh, a Leah Shaw. She cat. almost had like the. I'm sure there's a picture out there with her with like those Bantu knots or whatever. She's she's all like, if, if we didn't know any better and it didn't blow up, she could have been like a black Twitter chick. Like she nah. got all the characteristics of a black Twitter girl. Like she had all the hairstyles. She got the nails. She's faking stuff. That that that's like Yo. black. So how do you give lectures on black hair being a white woman? Well, as, obviously, she as knows how black to do woman. hair. But you can do hair. You can do <laughs> hair all you want. I'm just saying. But she you knows can't, the ins like, and outs of doing if, the hair. Like, I can't, <laughs> I can't tell. I can't even talk about the black woman's struggle because black women have their own personal struggle that I'll never understand. Yeah, I know. But I got two some, black daughters. They, yeah. I'm sure that they go through it with their hair. I they, don't know. They have issues. And to have somebody who's pretending to be you. 
to not understand the new, the daily nuances. You know what I'm saying? Like we got video games moving around. Yeah, I'm sorry, folks. People moving furniture. Yeah. But to understand the daily nuances of self doubt and stress and what it's like to be a black woman, not seeing dolls that look like you, things of that nature. It's like, come on, man, you got to cut that out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I guess people are outraged. I just like to see the outrage. I didn't. I'm listen, outraged. Man. I was, I was tuned out. I was in a bubble due to the finals, and uh, yeah, this all happened crazy. Yeah, I mean, I'm watching the game, and I'm sitting there laughing at LeBron, which we'll talk about. I told you I was going to be right. By the way, hold on real quick. I just did the dopest shit ever. So Bruce Lee is, like, on the TV. There's kung fu flicks all the time. There was a fly flying in front of our faces. I caught it. Boom. Mid-podcast. But you didn't do it with chopsticks. Listen, it was in my hand. You catch a fly. It was so dope. I just, ah, get it out of here. It's because we got kung fu flicks on. I'm learning already. That's that's true. I got crazy reflexes. That's the truth. And this woman's pretending to be black. So yeah. that's how we start the podcast this week. <laughs> we we could never start it off on a normal note. Nah, like. man, we can. And, and as soon as you try to come to this woman's defense, I'm going to, y'all, darn, I don't know. I was even trying to defend her. I don't know I if the list- she had, like, dope hair. Listen, I don't know, like, if people are still with us, I apologize for Kel's antics. He knows not what a, what he does. And um, his views do not reflect Andreas L's <laughs> views, as you know. Her being somewhat racist and not even racist, just racially insensitive and... <laughs> Perpetrating as a black woman aside, can you honestly say her hair dudes weren't dope? <laughs> weren't dope. Yo, she, yo, <laughs> right, man. I, 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 yo, my wife, like, I got I got cousins that be looking at her like, yo, no, absolutely she not. She didn't do it right she, though. She, she, she nah, faked man, the funk, but she, she did it right. Come on. No, no, her ghetto past, if she had one, is so revoked. Listen, she made it like five years as being black. At she least. made it more than that. That's like that's 17 years. So she did it right. Like you, you don't do it. You ain't she ain't half stepping. Yo, I didn't even know who her friends were that grew up and knew this and were like, oh, when she got blown up, they were like, oh, shit. Like Rick Ross's friends that knew he was a cop, and they were like, oh, damn, Ricky got caught. I hope they don't interview us. Look, if you're Rachel Dolezal's friend, contact us, and I will flambe your ass <laughs> just like the rest of them because you let that shit go. That's not cool. <laughs> All right, let's talk about where we just came from. I actually bring boxing yeah. into the podcast and do what we came here to do. Uh, we came from the Porter Broner Media workouts. Yep. Just and came back. Still sweating, as a matter of fact. Yo, 110 is, degrees. Yo, in there. for those who like the Mayweather gym is like the hottest place on earth. And it's all by design because that's how Floyd likes it. Like when Floyd's on the show and saying you can't cook in cold grease, he's dead ass serious. It had to be like 120 in there today. Yeah, it was 109 outside. It was way hotter inside. It's stupid. It's stupid. So we're in there sweating bullets. Mm-hmm. Uh, got a pretty dope, like, back area session going on with. With Floyd, where he chilled and he was just on the couch, kicked his feet up and answered a bunch of questions. It, you know what's crazy is that um, the email said Floyd might show up, and, and I'm used to this. Floyd usually never shows up at these things, and for Floyd to just kind of roll up early, yeah, he shows up. Showed up earlier than he ever showed up for any one of his media days. Exactly, and he showed up in the middle of Errol Spence's training. Errol was supposed to be on the show today, but there were some complications. Thank, thank you, Floyd, for messing up today. But yeah. Floyd shows up, threw everything out of whack, and we ended up sitting down. With, anyway, we sat down with Floyd back in the back room for a good 40 minutes and just kind of chopped it up with him. And it, there was a lot of interesting things that Floyd said. One thing about Floyd Mayweather is when you catch him outside of a fight and you talk about anything but him and Manny Pacquiao, he's cool. He's, he's fine. You talk about basketball, I tell you about basketball all day. So, like, today, it's like, what do we talk about? We talked about he kind of tore Gennady Golovkin down. Yeah, he said he didn't think. Golovkin was as good as people thought, and he watched his last fight, and that he could have trained 
the fighter to beat Golovkin. Which and is crazy th- to me. Yo, Floyd is supremely confident. You don't get to be Floyd Mayweather without having confidence, right? Yeah, and what else? Let's see. He trolled us, which, like, the internet's probably going crazy about right now. Floyd said that he would fight Oscar De La Hoya because Oscar's talking about coming back, which is ridiculous. Yeah, like, Triple G would knock his face off. Anybody knock his face off. Oscar's old. He's cooked. But he said he'd fight Oscar at 154. Then he was talking about fighting Andre Berto. He was trolling, but, you know, there was there, – somehow – Journalist that had no business being there got in and was like your boy from New York, the Puerto Rican dude. That was he made asking us look like, bad. Yeah, asking dumb questions, stupid questions. Cut Floyd off mid question, mid answer. Uh, asked for like a selfie with Floyd afterwards Awful. and like gave him a hug. Yo, what's up with journal- journalism etiquette, man? Like if you're a journalist, stay behind the camera. Don't Yo, get in front of it. I looked at you as soon as people started taking pictures. I looked at you. I was just like. It's ain't us, man. No, nah, like, that's still what I like do. All the other journalists are hopping in. Can I get a picture? Can I get a picture? Nah. He made Kevin take a picture, which was of cool. Of course. Shout out that, to Kevin Aoli. He's, yeah. he's, 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 he's the goat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin Aoli from Yahoo is the man. If those who don't know, he is probably one of the best boxing and, and MMA reporters out there. Uh, Floyd made him take a picture, a selfie with him. So, Kevin... You get a pass. But everybody yeah. else, like, come on, man. Don't ask for a picture, man. Yeah, like, like we, come on. Like, I've interviewed Floyd a billion times. Like, I'm not going to ask him for a picture unless he's, like, the homie. And it's, like, after an interview? I ain't on. taking a picture with nobody. Nobody. No one I cover, I'm not. Nah, I mean, man. I take a picture with a few people. Like, Re- I, don't, I don't take a picture. With, like, I, unless I to, we, like, chilling and, like, someone snaps a picture, I'm not taking a picture. I, I had and to I'm learn. Not, I'm not asking anyone to take a picture of me. With this person, well, no, I don't. Yeah, that, that's that's kind of. I've just different. always been like, nah, be, like I'm good, I'm all right. I I know I was here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> see, the, the only reason count. the only reason I started taking pictures, I used to hate doing it, was because you know somebody was telling me, well, don't you want to remember the things that you did? Because I have a bad memory. There's a lot of stuff I do not remember because I never took pictures of it. So I started taking pictures. Anyway, so what else did Floyd talk about? He talked about what? Uh, his, Errol his Spence being good. Okay, yes, he talked about Errol Spence being good. Now the funny thing, Errol Spence fights this weekend. Like I said, we're supposed to have him on the show. Uh, his opponent, Roberto Garcia, didn't show up today. He dropped out of the show in Porter fight because he's overweight. Seems like we may be having the same thing here. By the time this show comes out, we may not have Earl Spence on the card. But anyway. So whack. In which then we whack. would have to find a way to get him on next week because he's going to be tight. Yeah, he's going to be tight. The thing about Errol Spence is he was an Olympian. Um, he failed the medal. It was, it was a bad year for everybody in the Olympics that year. But. Uh, I asked Floyd what he thought of Errol, and Floyd talked about how Errol was basically the the knife that sharpened him up when he got out of prison. And I kind of knew this because when Floyd was getting ready for Robert Guerrero, he showed him to the media workout with a nasty shiner on his face. And through a little few sources I I, I knew, I heard that Errol Spence was the one that gave him the shiner. And um, Floyd had nothing but but praise to shower shower him with. And I say that to say this. Those who don't watch boxing, if Errol does fight this weekend, you must watch him because that kid is truly like the future. He is that good. Nah, yeah. I mean, we get to see a good glimpse of the future on these cards. Yeah, you know, we do. Coming up. Um, past couple of weeks, really. We had, uh, what, Walters? Nicholas Walters came in fat. I always yeah, call the way people um, fat, but, you know. But I, I thought he has a lot of promise, like, heading into the fight. It's been a weird couple of weeks in boxing, though. It sure has. Because, I mean, Wilder didn't look too good. Um, yeah, he looked he looked pedestrian. Yeah, Khan didn't look too good. We've been talking about it on our show like people just been showing up. It might be June, the the weather know. changes. I don't know. It happens all the time in NY. June hits, people start getting shot. You can't go nowhere. <laughs> it's just something about June. Like some people, you know, you just want to sit in the house in the AC and yeah. eat all day. See, I mean, like yeah, we'll talk like Wilder. We'll just touch on him real quick because he fought Eric Molina, who I swore probably changed my oil before, and for no reason Wilder lets this fight get deep, and and the thing that 
you know, Wilder's made it a point to say that he is trying to be more technical. You knock people out. That's your job. Why don't you just knock people out? Do what you do. Because what happened? He got buzzed by, you know, a guy who probably took out my trash. That's that's not supposed to happen. You know what I'm saying? Like, And now you got guys like Tyson Fury. You got, like, Tony Thompson, who's old as dirt. Shannon Briggs, who's been begging for a fight, even though he's not physically fit to be fighting anybody. He shouldn't fight me right now. No, I'm saying. But they all want a piece of Deontay Wilder because of what they saw. Could it be a ploy? Maybe. I doubt it. Deontay took a lot of – he just looked bad. He took a lot of risks playing around. He got the knockout. He's trying to be impressive for his fans. Didn't want to send him home early. Look, you don't get paid for overtime. Get the kids out of there. Yeah, I mean, we see Triple G do that all the time, though. So, I, I don't know what it is, though. This month is just a bad month for boxers. Hopefully, this weekend's fight turns it around with Porter and uh, Broner. I guess before we move on, we got to give a prediction, right? Of course, of course. I mean, we you, you we had Sean first. Porter on the for, on the show, and uh, I like Sean, man. It's, it's, it's hard to go against Sean Porter. Um, I've said it before. My thing with Broner is he's been training with Floyd, and if Broner's smart because he has – he has the tools to be great. His problem is, is his ego. He fights flat-footed. He doesn't move his head enough. Like, he'll throw a punch and keep his head there because he's uber confident. And I think Maidana beat that confidence out of him in a sense. So when he fought Molina, we saw a Broner that boxed at a distance, uses jab and his footwork. That Broner will give Sean Porter problems because we saw what Kell Brook did to Sean Porter. However, Sean Porter is a bull. And Sean Porter, I won't compare him to Maidana because I think he's a little more skilled than Maidana. But he's not going to let you hang out and shoot your jab. He's going to pressure you. He's going to hit you on the inside. He's going to bang you up. The catch weight is what makes it interesting, the 145. Like, a lot of people don't know. It's like Sean was fighting at 154 and had to come, I mean, it had to come down to yeah. 147. And he showed a lot of power there. This is the first time he's cut down to 145. I don't know if it would be a problem. Um, I think it's all contingent on how Broner comes out to fight. If he boxes, uses his footwork and his jab, it'll be, it'll be close. But I think he could pull out the victory. I just don't think Broner's smart enough to stay in that mode for 12 rounds, especially considering that Sean Porter beat him in the amateurs, and, and Broner in the back of his head knows it. That's why he hasn't been talking any trash. He got beat up by Sean Porter. Yeah, I mean, he talked to his pops today, and that was the only trash. Yeah, like, good old He said Kenny. he wasn't as dope as, as his pops and all that. It was a weak form of trash talk. But uh, I had picked Broner originally to win this fight. You know, I, I just don't believe in A.B. right now. Like, he's back to the same stupid antics. He looked big today um just seeing him up close like he you wouldn't you couldn't tell me right now that the catch weight was so that porter had to drop weight i think it was though it, it was but like looking at them today like if i just didn't know you were just like yo one person had to drop down three more pounds than expected and they were fighting at 154 and you just lined up both fighters i was gonna say okay adrian broner is the one that had to drop because he's clearly the bigger man. Well, I mean, the thing... He always looked heavy. Yeah. Like, he just looked like he's two cheeseburgers past a double-double. Like, <laughs> like he just goes to in and out every time and orders four-by-fours, extra fries, animal style. Like, what are you doing? Like, in and outs good. It ain't that good. Cut weight. Look good. Look healthy. Like, stop being a clown. Well, like, I'll give some insight. And I think about two years ago, I... When it, with Jay-Z's Life and Times, we did a, a documentary, about a 30-minute documentary on Adrian Broner. We full, flew to Colorado Springs, and we hung out with him for a couple of days. And I was watching him eat like a monster. Like, he had, like, two steaks. We were at, like, Chili's or something. And we, like, shot some B-roll. 
And he ate like two steaks just like three weeks before the fight. And he was like, I don't care. I'll just cut it off. He has like a little belly after he gets done after his fights because he doesn't he doesn't take it serious as he needs to. And I think that's what Floyd was kind of talking about today. He was like, he's still young and does dumb things. Well, the dumb things that he's doing, I don't think Floyd can fix. His eating habits are bad. The reason he went up to 147 is because his, his bravado got the best of him. He can't slug it out with those guys. So when you fight somebody like Sean Porter, who is a cardio machine, like the kid's doing yoga. I know Bruno was joking about him doing yoga, but that, yeah. it helps your balance. I don't know, man. Like, Adrian has the skills, but he, he's, very, he's more Zab Judah than Floyd Mayweather to me right now. Definitely. I mean, I'm, I'm going to take Sean. Uh, I'll take Sean 7-5. And close. that's because Adrian, yeah, it's close. Yeah. I, don't, I don't foresee the judges just giving Sean overwhelming, you know, rounds and points and stuff. I, I don't see it. I can see a knockdown by Sean on Adrian, and I, I think it's going to be a close fight regardless, knockdown or not. And I think Sean pulls it out because Adrian's just not as mature, and that's what it comes down to. He's not taking it serious, and by the time he starts taking it serious, we'll see what's left of his confidence because confidence is the only reason he was as good as he was in the first place. Agreed. So now – if maturity has to be beat into you, it affects how much confidence you have going forward. How is he ever going to be able to fight the the Petersons or you even Garcia, Thurman, anything like? I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know because you need to be confident to fight these guys, and the confidence may be gone by the time the maturity catches up. Yeah, and I thought yeah. having you know kids and being around these kids gave him a level of maturity. He's got a ton of kids. Yeah, it's like, like Kenny Anderson with the kids. Yeah, yeah, like he just got mad kids, and I thought it clicked like a year ago. He's like, I want to be a father, I want to be a role model, blah blah blah. My family, my family, and he's back to being an idiot. So I'm not gonna pick him. Yeah, I mean, like I, I've been sticking with Porter from the beginning. I still think it's gonna be a split decision for Porter. Um, Bronus, he's gonna have to show me something. You know, like the the fights ever since the Madonna fight, he hasn't really been tested. And Molina was slow as molasses, so that was an easy fight for him. Porter's going to come at him. Um, Broner has all the – again, he has all the tools to beat him. I just don't think he'll do it. I don't think he could put it together for 12 rounds. And Broner's the type of guy when things get out of hand, that's when he falls apart. That's why I say he's Zab Judah. Yeah. When Zab Judah fought, he was brilliant until something happened that he wasn't prepared for, and he never figured out how to adjust. That's what made Floyd Mayweather great. If Broner can't figure that out, he's not going to be he, – he won't be around next year. Yeah, that's that's ugly. Before we go on to our next segment, though, we still have to talk about one fighter coming back, Andre Ward. The fight, the fight that nobody cares about. Yeah, I didn't the even second, know he was fighting this look, weekend. The second best boxer on the planet behind Floyd Mayweather. That's my opinion. That's many people's opinion, by the way, it's, even though we haven't seen him forever. Is fighting on BET against Paul Smith, who fought on The Contender, and, no, and nobody's talking about this fight. Nobody. Uh, what, what? It's right. BET. I don't. I don't even know no who to blame. To your past employer. Yeah, that, that is it's my past BET. employer. We'll sp- that's another show in its entirety. But there's there's so many factors that went into it. We had the whole feud with Dan Goosen that led to Ward being out. We had the injuries, and he signed the Rock Nation with Jay Z, which is another one of my employers who cuts me checks. President employer. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, is when Ward decided to fight, and I don't know, maybe Iskowitz from Rock Nation, I, I don't know who to place the blame on. They picked this 20th date, which would be perfect if there was no other fights going on. But now you're, fight, you're, you're up against a PBC on NBC show with a fight that could potentially have been on pay-per-view between Broner and Porter against a fighter who is more charismatic than Andre Ward and Adrian Broner. People are going to watch him. Yeah. The, Andre Ward is like, I hate to say this about Ward, he's, so good, he's like a piece of wood. 
We don't know anything about him. We know he's a great fighter, but that's all we know. No, he's a good analyst. That's, that's it. But we don't know nothing about Andre Ward. And for that reason, people aren't going to tune in. People watch Adrian Broner because he's annoying as hell. And you want to see him get knocked out. That's why you want to see Mondana kick his ass. Yeah. Andre Ward, he's going to beat the hell out of Paul Smith. But, man, I don't know. I can't figure out who dropped the ball on this one. I don't know. I'm a DVR. It uh, might be my only time watching BET this year. True indeed. I haven't watched that place since I left. Yo, it's. it's Actually, I'm sorry. I watch BM Mary Jane occasionally. So, you know. I know. You gave me the Oh, my. Oh, man. I watch good Bad Girls Club, Being Mary Jane. I'm married, son. I got to. Like, if I'm making my wife watch Game of Thrones, which she likes, and I'm making her watch wrestling, which she doesn't like, I got to sit and tough it out. I got to watch the ID channel like 12 hours a day and while it's in the background. And I got to watch stuff like Loving Hip Hop, which I laugh at. And I think it's the worst thing in the world. Well, nothing wrong with loving hip hop. But yeah, I, I've watched Being Mary Bad Jane. Bad Girls Club and Being Mary Jane. Hey, the girls so. scrap. Hey, Being Mary Jane's not that bad. Anyway, enough about <laughs> me. The fact this is on BET, like, I don't know. If any of our listeners have been watching BET, <laughs> I don't know why you would do that. But have there been promo spots? I haven't seen anything about this damn fight. No lead up, no nothing. What? I mean, what are they going to do? Have Big Sean perform again during uh, the fight? Like, that that's, might be their go-to. Like, again, J. Cole this time? Why hasn't Cole, B- Cole Book? That would be smart, but why hasn't BET and Rock Nation and Andre Ward's camp, Virgil Hunter, decided to do like a, a five-week reality show on Ward before the road back? Like, there are so like FX did the Notorious, the Conor McGregor documentary, which I haven't watched in its entirety, but I heard it's excellent. It's got people hyped for this fight. Yeah. Why are you not? It's not like you don't have the space to do it, right? I can only watch the game so many times on BET. Like it's terrible. <laughs> so you can do. A 30-minute weekly show building up time. If you're going to invest in a fight, do it right. BET did it wrong. Not surprised because that's what they do. They need to cut you the check again. If someone's listening, BET hey, cut the check. BET ain't going to hire me back. <laughs> Before we get to the second segment, I lied. We got a pound-for-pound pound list, our weekly pound-for-pound pound segment. Yep, yep. This week, uh, we were talking before we came on the show about E3. Yeah, which I'm not at this year because of the fight. Man, this See, year sucks. Look. I'm sorry. At least you don't have to do EDC. Nah, yeah, I'm not doing EDC this weekend. I passed on it. But, yeah, usually I, June is like E3, a fight. Then I do Comic-Con, then I do a UFC fight. For some reason this year, E3 and the Porter Brona fight are the same week, and Comic-Con and International Fight Week are the same week. So I got to stay home and cover the fights because that's what our listeners want, right? Wrong. But that's that's what I'm ended up doing. So, yeah, I'm kind of pissed because I see, like, E3. I'm a gamer. I'm sorry. I play a lot of video games. So do I. And E3 looked I'm like... I'm pretty sure that's our demo, though. So I think I'm, everyone I who listens so. to our podcast plays a bunch of video I'm games. Sure, I hope so. So, yeah. So it was like so many video games got revealed. Xbox One is going to be Xbox 360 compatible. Like, so many things that I miss and I'm pissed off about. And I got to sit here with your ass. Hey, this is a good place to be. I'm just, I'm just letting you know. Like, if you had to miss E3, this is a good place to spend it. Okay. Listen to me talk about the Rachel wannabe black chick. Yeah, anyway, can we get to this list? <laughs> pound for pound list, best sports games ever this week. We're going to do franchises, not exact, you know, exact games, because then we'll just run into a very long list and hard decisions. So, for me, five through one, five on my list is the WWE franchise, which was the WWF franchise, on N64, which was made by THQ. Oh, you so talking it was about like, No Mercy. Oh, no Mercy. Uh, yeah, buddy. You know what? Throw in the WCW, Nitro. Hey, was, that was fun. That was some of the best games ever. Yeah. N64 is the best console ever. Fight me if you don't like it. Nothing better than N64. <laughs> Number four, NBA 2K. 
Mm. No, it's grown. It's nostalgic now. It's it's cool. I like it. NBA Live, you know, rest in peace. <laughs> no one terrible. plays that. Such a terrible game. Yo, I used to love NBA Live, like, back, way, way, way back. Horrible. And then, yeah, they've fallen off. So 2K is four. Three is the Fight Night franchise. Fight you Night was dope. I, yeah, I, above I just, 2K. Fight Night yeah. was dope. You got to, like, shake the sticks to get up. Like, yeah. now you got to, like, push the joint together. Uh, they've had some of the classic boxers on there. You get, like, great fights. Fight Night franchise is great. Above 2K. Uh, two, MLB The Show. The best baseball game ever. Ever. I bought a PlayStation 4 just yeah. for MLB The Hands Show. Hands down. Because I was tired of not having Hands it. Hands down. Um, and number one, Madden. Specifically, Madden 2000 is the best sports video game ever. Who's the cover of Madden 2000? Madden 2000 cover? Good question. Not sure. It might It's not Ray Lewis here. Because the Michael Vick was a cheat year. No, Michael, that, yeah, this was the Michael Vick cheat oh, year. That was the, that, you so like th- that this one? Was, I love Ugh, it. I hated it. When that. everyone was like, yo, there's a no Vick rule. Yeah, nah. you couldn't if play you with Michael Vick. If you didn't call a no Vick nope. rule, I'm playing with Vick, and I'm just crushing you. Like, just running around, all fades, just Hail Mary. That's all I did. Play Man. with Hail Mary. Either I'm throwing it 60 yards, or I'm running around your whole D. Crazy. Madden 2000. Um, I almost picked game day. 99, where all you think you had to do was like a cheat juke and you had Terrell Davis, but people pull a hamstring. So you just use like 18 different running backs during your franchise. People ain't up on that. Go ahead. All right, let's see. Um, for nostalgic purposes, I, I'm trying to figure out where to put this. I'm going to put five Tecmo Bowl. That <laughs> tells you how old I am. I just dated myself. Oh, yeah, you did. Tecmo Bowl and Super Tecmo Bowl were like the greatest video games ever as a kid. The Bo Jackson rule, like, forget Michael Vick. Bo Jackson was the greatest video game athlete of all time. Well, over eh, Mike Vick, I don't Bo Jack. You could cheat like Bo Jackson just ran people over like Tecmo Bowl was one of those games where it was very simple and you still couldn't stop Bo Jackson no matter what I you go did. back and play Tecmo Bowl. Go play Tecmo Bowl. There's two things you got to look at Tecmo Bowl. One, play with the Raiders and Bo Jackson. Well, actually it's three. Two, play with the Bears and do kickoff return with Dennis Gentry, which is like ridiculous. And three, look how black the Washington Redskins are. Like, they're like midnight. Like, Dexter Manley's like the blackest man on the face of the planet in that video game. I thought it was so offensive. I thought it was like an ink spot. How do you find what year this came out? Yo, it's mad old. I was a kid when, when Tecmo Bowl came out. So, Tecmo Bowl's five. Um, I'm dating myself by not playing a lot of Tecmo Bowl. People are like, yo, how young are you? Yeah, like, Tecmo Bowl's five. Uh, number four. I, you know what? The UFC Undisputed series, because of this year's, was actually really good. I can't put Fight Night up there because it's just – it's fun for like a week and then I hate it. Oh, UFC okay. Undisputed has done a great job with like implementing fighters and up, right updating the rosters, and they're still trying to fine tune the nuances of the ground game. But I enjoy it. I, I liked it. Yeah, I, I like that joint. Tecmo Bowl was 1987. Man, I was a baby. And that yeah, is why it, uh, it predates Woo. me. Yeah, Continue. I was. I was a baby. Um, let's see. Three would be Madden because Madden is just not fun anymore. I used to love Madden when the Sega Genesis, Super Nintendo. PlayStation 1, and then it got to, like, PlayStation 2 and 3, and it's in PS4, and it's just got, like... You play Dynasties? Yeah, I play franchise. I, I, like, when I play games, I what, play the game. What are you doing with your life, then? Like, I still play Madden. Nah. Trade, I don't, GM mode. Not like, fun to what? me anymore. Not, Madden's just not fun oh, to me God, anymore. Oh, God, I got... I'm, like, it's in year four It just hasn't gotten thing. any better. So, so Madden's 3. Uh, number 2 is NBA 2K. Uh, ever since NBA 2K implemented the, Jor- the, the year with Jordan and the historical elements of it, it became, like, hands down the greatest basketball game. Um, a game I've left off the list 
was NFL 2K, which was actually oh, better than so Madden. Oh, so dope. Better than Madden it, until it, they shut it down. They had yeah. to shut it down. Madden was like, you know what? We're going to buy you. We're going to buy this entire roster. You're done. They had the joint where you could look through the helmet and play QB. Nuts. Which was crazy. Nuts. And then number one is MLB The Show. Um, this year I've bought like, well, I've bought and had EA and a bunch of companies. See, you know what game we left off that FIFA. Oh, FIFA, yeah. People yeah, love FIFA. Yeah, I'm just um, not huge It's not on in my FIFA. top five, but, like, I know people who love it. But I, we I also left it. off Mike Tyson Punch-Out and a whole bunch of other stuff that Super people are going to kill us for. We'll talk about. But um, MLB The Show is one of those games that you get so immersed because the nuances of the game are so good. Like, it's you can't win every game. And it's like when you play it out, there's so many things. Like, I'm a numbers guy. Like, I love watching batting averages and hot and cold streaks and – I'm a white size guy, so I'm playing with Abreu, and like the stats aren't like crazy. Like if you play mad, you can get like 2,500 yards from the yeah. running back. MLB the show, you can't do that. No, like you might get lucky and keep on pace with what the guys are doing in the majors right now. And then like Operation Sports does their updated rosters with the AAA and the AA athletes. Which shout outs to those guys. I don't know how they do it, but yeah, I, I don't play. I have like games that are still in the shrink wrap because of MLB the show. Cause it's like the only game I played in the last three. Played months. all the time. Favorite game. So that's our top five games. You guys got to let us know your top five games. You can hit us up on Twitter at the Corner LSN. Yeah. You can hit us up at the mailbag. Everything runs there in our promo spot commercials because we don't have a sponsor yet. So we nice. run all our stuff right there. We're sponsored by you guys. So let us know what you guys think were your top games. When we come back in the second segment, we're talking about the UFC 188. Cain Velasquez takes the L. Man, Ugh. damn. Ugh. We'll talk about that, and then we have wrestling coming up in the third segment. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Come on. This is usually where the sponsors will go, but since we're sponsored by the people, the people, we wanted to tell you that you can follow us on YouTube at the Corner Podcast. You can ask us a bunch of questions. Hopefully, the good ones at the Corner Pod at Gmail, and you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at the Corner LSN. My people, the people. All right, welcome back to the second segment of The Corner. This is episode 13, believe it or not. 13? We've been here for a while. That's, yeah, we've been here for a while. Damn, you guys must really like us. I'm surprised, yo. Apparently. We're just waiting for them to kick us out of here. Yeah, so really. on this segment, UFC 188, recapping it. The fight, we didn't even know that was going to happen um, because they really didn't pub it. It was UFC 189 the whole time. Yeah. It, it snuck up weird. on us. And then we get Cain Velasquez versus Fabricio... Verdum in Mexico City, and Kane didn't look like Kane. Yo, Kane got washed. Cardio monster Kane never gets tired, right? He, Five rounds nonstop. You don't know till you hit that altitude. So, I I watched the fight. There was a lot of fights that night. It was boxing that. So I think that was like the th- the second thing I watched that that night. I recorded it and I came back and I started watching about an hour after it aired. And so I was watching the entire car, and I got to the cane fight. And then something just felt weird while I was watching him come to the cage, and I was like, I don't know. Like, fun fact, I bet against Verdum all the time. That's just what I do. <laughs> I've been against – ever since Verdum got knocked out by Junior Dos Santos and got ousted in the UFC, I've never picked him to win the fight, except for against Mike Russo in the UFC, who, like, come on, Mike Russo looks terrible. Alistair Overeem made him look bad. Yeah. I didn't pick him against Fedor, even though he won. I didn't pick him when he came against Roy Nelson. 
I didn't pick like I didn't pick him against Travis Brown. I didn't pick him against Mark Hunt, and I damn sure wasn't going to pick him against Cain Velasquez. And that bastard's proven me wrong every single time. <laughs> and I've never seen somebody with such a marked improvement in Fabricio Verdun. Guy was a jujitsu monster, but now his striking is sick. On point. Those knees. He killed Cain. Oh. Cain oh. wasn't ready for that. No, Kane wasn't ready for much. I mean, ring, ring rust, cage rust, he however you want to say it. Kane was not Kane. I don't know if it was altitude or... You know, he's still just finding his way back after multiple injuries. I'm big on the fact that it's hard to be who you were after all of those injuries. Like, yeah, they have to take a toll. And no one's going to come back to exactly who they were after having two years' worth of injuries. It's just not going to happen. No tune-up fight, no nothing. You hopped in for a title fight against a guy on a hot streak who's been fighting for two years. It's, it's rough. And Kane find out found out how rough it is um it looks like jds will be the next man to take a shot at fabricio and, and see if he can knock him out yeah i mean going back to the fight from the opening bell it was it was like kane was fighting underwater and fabricio was clipping him with, with strikes and the punches were crisp kane was a little wild reckless, and he rocked kane so many times and by the third round kane looked extraordinarily gassed and when he dove for the takedown i was like he's getting guillotined like I felt like there was Kane, nothing behind that takedown. I felt like Kane went for that takedown because he gave up, because there was nothing on that double, and he fell right into a guillotine, and it was like I don't want to be here anymore. It was like a takedown was like please choke me out because I don't feel like doing this for another ten minutes, and that's just not the Kane we know. But that's like the heavyweight division. Nobody holds onto the title. Nobody. No, because it's heavyweights. Like it's so tough to be a champion for that long, and he's been the champion for that long due to injury. And other things, and you know, he had one hiccup and then came back and defended it. Maybe this is just another hiccup. That that title belt is meant to change hands, and I don't expect Fabricio to go on a monster run. He it's, his his clock is ticking. It, you know, again, like you said, it's heavyweights, and heavyweights just don't they can't grasp the title for that long. You, I mean, we've run through Randy Couture, Brock Lesnar, Tim Sylvia, Andre Larlovsky, Pedro Rizzo. Uh, shoot, I, I, there's so many names that have held on to that belt over the past few years. Junior Dos Santos. Uh, and Cain Velasquez, and now we got Fabricio Verdun. And I'm sure there's like a bunch of names I can't think of right off the top of my head right now. And I'm sitting there thinking, like, like right now Fabricio looks unbeatable. Like right now, his striking, his jiu-jitsu, he's already beat Travis Brown. He's already beat Mark Hunt. He's already beat Kane. JDS is the only person left. Yeah. JDS is not the same JDS because he, he didn't look very good against Stipe Miocic recently either. Who is, is probably who Kane's going to end up fighting is Stipe. Because if Stipe beats Kane, Stipe will get the next title shot. But it's like, how comfortable is anybody with that belt? I've always felt like MMA is one of those sports, UFC in particular, in order to be, reach the prominence of boxing, you have to have title holders that hold under the belt and establish themselves as champions. That's why John Jones and George St. Pierre became so popular. That's why Floyd Mayweather became Floyd Mayweather because he was undefeated for so long. The heavyweight title belt just changes hands so frequently, you can't remember who the last 10 champions were. No, nah, 10 champions? You're, that's deep. It's like every year the title changes hands. So we need somebody to hold that belt. I think it'd be good for the sport. Fabricio. That guy's not there yet. I don't, I'll tell yeah, you that exactly. much. I don't know who it is. And you know what? And I know John will come back and he wants redemption. And, you know, Cormier is calling him out. And whenever John does come back, because we talked about that video and how damning it was, I'd love to see John come back as a heavyweight and just start a new chapter of his career and, and run it. Run, run the heavyweights for four years. 
yeah, and yeah. you're truly the greatest fighter, mixed martial artist of all time, because you had an incredible run at lightweight, in which no one beat you, by the way. And then you come in, step into heavyweights, and run through everyone and take that belt for three years, and you can retire. You know, controversy aside, is the best mixed martial artist ever. I just don't know if he can do it. I mean. The difference between 205 and then up, light heavyweight to heavyweight, is a big deal. Yeah, but the, John walks. John can walk at, he's at walking, 235. Yeah, he's walking it, but it's like you put him in. The, he can fight at 235. Like, if you put him in the cage with a Travis Brown or, like, there's, there's some big, like a Todd Duffy. Let's just say Todd Duffy got all the tools together. Because when he came in, people was like, oh, yeah, Todd Duffy's going to be the next ruler of this division. John's not that big. He's still, like, kind of rail thin. He still has, like, skinny legs. Yeah, yeah, skinny legs. But you know what? This is always marked. Fabricio's not that big. He's not. But this is also marked the end of the the, the super fight. Like everybody's like, oh, George St. Pierre and, and Anderson Silver. Oh, what happens if John Jones fights Kane? How about these guys holding the belt long enough to do it? There's no super fights left. No. Ho- Jose Aldo and Anthony Pettis, we got so close to having that fight happen. And now Pettis doesn't have the belt anymore. Dos Anjos does. It's like, forget the. the you can't have super fights. No, nah, you can't have super fights when you not don't in, have dominating. You got to have dominating champions. It's so hard to dominate because you're always one punch away. Always. And, and again. One blown training camp, one injury. The belt is made to change hands in every single division of the UFC. No one is safe. Ronda, Mighty Mouse, all the way up. It doesn't matter. Everyone's one punch away from getting rocked. There's too many ways to lose. There's too many ways Way to lose. Way too many. So we also had the Eddie Alvarez and Gilbert Melendez fight, which was fun to watch. And Eddie Alvarez blew his nose as I blew up. Yep. And he went on to win the fight. Um, first of all, Kel, did you have Eddie winning that fight? I didn't. I had uh, Gil winning that fight. I I think, like, Eddie's eye blowing up was probably the best thing that happened to him in that fight. <laughs> it made him desperate. Like, he fought like a desperate man that needed to find a way to win that fight. And I thought they were going to have a brawl, in which it was. And it was a great fight. And it wasn't the brawl I expected, though. Yeah. Like, like, when Eddie Alvarez and Michael Chandler fought in Bellator, that was a brawl. Like, those okay, two went yeah, at no, it. No, was, but, but you and said it wasn't going to be that. You said see, it took years off of his career and yeah, all of this other stuff. But they wanted to fight each that. other forever. And, like, Gilbert like Gilbert and Josh Thompson fights were amazing. And, and Eddie Alvarez and the Michael Chandler fights were amazing. It's like these two have been talking about each other when they were both champions in Force and Bellator. You th- would think they would come in and just go balls to the wall. And they kind of didn't. Whatever. But I thought Eddie won narrowly. I think Gilbert, he's in one of those weird places where he's 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 on the loot. His record is below 500 in the UFC, but he's still a great fighter. Um, I just expected more out of it. Yeah, I mean, he's fought only really top-tier guys. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean. It, yeah, that's the hard part. Yeah, yeah. With, with Gil, I mean, you have a subpar, you know, a sub-500 record, but damn, the guys on your, re- on your resume are pretty legit. So, you can't, like, knock him. If he was facing 10 through 15, on the list in his division, he'd have a lot more wins. He doesn't have that benefit. No, he doesn't. So it was a great fight. I, I like the card. It was a lot of surprises. Well, I mean, and, and you, that's what we got. Now all the buzz goes towards 189. Well, I mean, before we talk about 189, did you see this kid Yair Rodriguez fight? I did. Yo, he Man. won the Ultimate Fighter. Yeah, Mexico. Uh, yeah. The Latino one, and he looked like he was the real deal, see, like right? a buzz saw. You see that switch kick he pulled off? I think it was like the, came yo, at him like a spider monkey. Yair Rodriguez impressed me. I thought it was kind of crazy. The split decision was kind of crazy to me. I thought he, oh. I thought he should have won twenty nine twenty at least. I didn't even know it was a split. To tell yeah. you the truth, Rosa put a Charles Rosa put up a good fight, but I mean, Rodriguez. I was like, damn, I'm, I was impressed. Kevin Gaslam, you know, he beat Nate Marquardt. Nate Marquardt's done. That's it. Yeah, Marquardt. <laughs> did you tweet about Marquardt? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Marquardt's done, man. Like. 
I've loved Nate Marquardt. I thought Nate Marquardt was going to be a challenge for Anderson Silva until he lost to Chael Sonnen. He's just never been the same. When he went to strike force and he beat Tyron Woodley and knocked him out, I was like, oh, he's back. He's never been the same. Fat Gaslam beat him, was like, yo, I want to go back to Weltway. And then it was like, no, no, no. Stay your fat ass right where you're at. I like Fat Gaslam. Like, look, dude, he's a good fighter, man. He is a good. He's fun to watch. Like, he all all the time people bet against him because Uriah Hall was the star of that Ultimate Fighter season, and Gaslam has been impressive in all of his fights. This bastard just got to make weight. So stay your ass at middleweight. And like he's he said, he's like resigned. Like I can't compete with the Chris Mywins. Shut up and fight. You didn't make weight. You did it to yourself. You're a middleweight for a reason. So stay there and fight. Um, and then Tisha Torres beat Angie Hill. Like I thought Angie oh, was gonna poor Angie. Yeah, Tisha thought Angie was gonna look better. And, and Tisha, Tisha wants the title shot. So of course, like that, that the division's so wide open, which leads us to this weekend's fight. Yes. Before we talk about one eighty nine, we have a, Joanna Joe Jerchic. Jerjerk. Jerjerk. Exactly. Jerjerchik. Yeah, I, <laughs> we're gonna learn that. And Jessica Penne for the title. Yes. Uh, Penne uh, was also on the Ultimate Fighter. She was. I'm expecting Joanna to just yeah, go crazy. Striking clinic. That's um, it. Like, um, I don't know who in that division right now can beat Joanna besides Jessica who just signed yeah but Aguilar in, in which she's the number one pound for pound woman in that weight class hey, have you seen world. you've seen her fight I've seen her fight. she's incredibly boring to watch w- horribly boring she's like the but female, she's a better Carla yeah like what's being boring. she's like the female version of George St. Pierre without any striking whatsoever she yeah. will take you down and just grind you and out just sit on you Joanna is just very like her striking is just otherworldly. It's like the way she she beat up Carla Spars, and if you watch her other fights before she came to the UFC, the girl just beats people up. And when you're one dimensional and she can sprawl, it's like then you're stuck standing with her and you're just gonna get punched <laughs> in the face. Yeah. So I mean, the card this weekend it's weird. We have a title fight on a, a fight pass card, and I don't have fight pass. Um, I do not have fight pass either. Like, I used to, can- and then I was like, yeah. What's the chance of UFC just giving us fight pass? Like, giving us two codes. Like, I don't know. We have to call them. We got to do that. Can they just sponsor us with two codes? We don't need nothing else, man. Just give us two <laughs> fight pass codes. We'll leave you alone. So I can watch some, like, old school matches and UFC stuff and See, it's watch like, some, like, strike force stuff and all that. And then I get to watch these things. Like, the, here, here's my thing. UFC fight pass, when that concept of UFC fight pass came out, I was like, great. That's cool. And WWE Network came out. And I'm not buying both. And, well, and they know where I'm going. But, <laughs> see, the thing is, is, like, Fight Pass, like boxing and most other things before it, I never really want to watch a fight twice. Unless it was, like, Castillo and Corrales. Like, I could watch that a billion times. And uh, kills your sneeze. Bless me. It's probably because yeah. that gnat you kill flying around here. It gave you, like, bird flu or something. But I never really want to watch a fight twice. I've never There's been very few UFC fights. I was like, you know what? I need to watch that again. So when Fight Pass came out, I thought it was great. They had this library of fights, uh, and, and if, like, if I needed to do some research on a fight, I could do that. But then the WWE Network came out, and I could watch all that all over again. Yeah, everything. Like, I'm binge watch. I'm still binge-watching WWE. I still got ECW pay-per-views to watch, Attitude Era Raws, um, and ECW, which I was watching some ECW yesterday, and I was like, wow, this is, like, amazing. The UFC Fight Pass, it, it doesn't have – it's missing something. Like, it doesn't even have original programming. Like, that, that's, that's that the dope. difference. Like – I mean, every week I'm watching NXT. Every yeah. week. You That's know, worth the price of admission alone. Yeah, they have the cool, like, Stone Cold podcast. They have Jericho. They have all these, like, cool specials. Like, earlier today we were talking about The Shield. Yeah. And I'm going to go home and I'm going to watch that special. I mean, <laughs> and, dude, uh, it's just so much out. to watch. It's so much to watch. And with the UFC Fight Pass, it's like, yeah, I get a fight that comes on 
normally at like three in the morning in some weird country, and it's like I'm not gonna be up watching it anyway. So it's like, unless I got a report on it for another outlet, it's, I I don't know. They come film our show, put it on there, original content. Listen, cut the check. <laughs> I'm ready for it. We'll be the first show. I don't care. I'll do it. You guys can all listen to us here and watch us on Fight Pads. Let's make it happen. Yeah, that's true. That's true. At so, the UFC. Let's make this happen. That, Power of smart. the people. So, yeah, we got UFC at 189. We're, what, like three weeks away? Three weeks away. I don't know. Connor, Connor's the man. I don't. We're going to a workout on Monday. Another one. I've, I swear to you, I've interviewed Connor McGregor six times since this fight was announced. It's never too much. Never, because there's always something to say. He's captivated. And you know we're gonna have like dope music because his iPod is is legit. Yo, he's got like hip-hop. Juicy J and like I'm sure he's got like Big Mike and Ghetto oh, yeah. Boys. You on know it. we're getting like just just crazy tracks like old school UGK, old school Three Six. We're we're getting some good music. Yeah. Might throw in some Outkast, other Dungeon Family. Yeah, like you know, watch what? for the hook. Oh, I'm cool I'm in breeze? there for it. So we'll be there with Connor, and then we get to see that fight and. Aldo isn't saying much because Aldo never says much, and he doesn't sell a fight. So, yo, yo, people, I think people have forgotten he's the number one pound for pound fighter in the world right now. With John Jones not being there, Jose Aldo's the best fighter in the world right now. Oh shit! Oh, so you're telling me Connor can actually claim to be the best fighter in the world no, if he wins? No, if he wins, he you won't know he, he already says. Yeah, it. of course he will. And and people will say it's a fluke. There's gonna be like Conor McGregor doubters out there. But yeah, like people look at Connor and say he's got a chance. But it's like I have to remind myself that Jose Aldo. Has been undefeated for like ever, and he's the number one pound for pound fighter in the world for a reason. And he's fighting Conor McGregor, and Conor's a great fighter. Don't get me wrong; he's done great things. But, but he ain't number one pound for pound. Yo, the reason why, I, like on my UFC pound for pound list, I have like Chad Mendes and Frankie Yeager on my pound for pound list because they've, Chad has only lost to Conor. I mean, to Jose Aldo, like losing to, to the best pound for pound fighter in the world twice and having a close fight the second time around. You're pretty okay. damn good. Yeah. You're, you're not bad. You're not bad. But people, give you that. I, I swear, people forget that Jose Aldo's that good. He's not the same monster he was in WEC, but he still wins Better fights. than everyone else. Yeah, he's still the best pound-for-pound fighter in the world. Man. And let's talk about another fight between two people who would not be considered God. for the best pound-for-pound damn, fighter in the we world. Have to talk this? About this? Bellator this weekend, Ugh. Ken Shamrock versus Kimbo Slice. Like, who booked this? This is like WCW booking. This is like when Eric Bischoff was out of there and WCW was getting ready to hang it up. They're like, yeah, we're going to have Kevin Nash's Psycho Sid. It's like, what? No, nobody wants to see that. Kevin- I'm going to watch it. I mean, you just it's a car wants- accident. I'm, I'm going to watch it. Somebody's getting knocked out or tapped and yeah. he might break like Kimbo's arm or something. I don't know. I, was, I mean, so you're picking Ken Shamrock to win this? No, I don't know who to pick. Like, <laughs> don't make me do a prediction. Can they both simultaneously knock each other out yeah. and get ten counted out like in WWE? Uh, yo, I think yes, that can happen. Um, <laughs> That's my prediction. Right. Book it. Kimbo Slice. Kimbo Slice was had all that hype, and he never became anything better than he was. No, like he was. It was enjoy. I enjoyed watching him get knocked out a couple times. Yeah, it's like but you know when he got beat by Seth, Seth Petruzzelli. <laughs> On national television, it was like, what, dude? Like, he was supposed to fight Shamrock then. Yeah, yeah. There's a whole thing. They were supposed to fight in 08 and never came to fruition. Yo, and that was seven years ago. And guess what? Ken Shamrock was old seven years ago. Ken Shamrock is a leap year older. Year, 51 years old. He's not Bernard Hopkins. Yo, have you seen the special, the lead up Bellator did? Nah, I just. I, they got Bernard Hopkins for it. 
he's one of the guys like narrating the piece. Yo, if the listeners to see my face right yeah. now. <laughs> they they went they went and it was like, yo, we're trying to build him as the Bernard Hopkins of MMA, and they got Bernard Hopkins. When's the last time Ken Shamrock won a fight? Oh, don't don't do that to me. WWE included. <laughs> Like, hold on, what are we talking here? I, Yo, I'm about to look it up. I, like Ken Sham- I don't even think Vince showed him love and let him win fights. Like, we have to remember, like, Ken Shamrock was not, he's not Bernard Hopkins. He wasn't a world beater. You know what I'm saying? Like, Ken Shamrock was, uh, he got beat up by Tito Ortiz oh, pretty yeah. bad. And when Tito Ortiz just, like, ran a hole in him and then dissed him at the press conference and made Ken throw a chair at him. I mean, Ken Shamrock's never been that good. Even as a pro wrestler, he sucked. Oh, Ken Shamrock. Oh, God. He's like Ken, Shamrock. Ken Shamrock hate right now in the building. Look, Ken Shamrock. All right, I just pulled this up. So he lost. Jesus Christ. There's a lot of red in his Wikipedia page. Ken Shamrock has lost to Rich Franklin, Sakuraba, Tito Ortiz twice. That was in 2006. Robert Berry. Who? Exactly. Ross Clifton. He won. So what? In War Gods. Where the hell is War Gods? Nobody knows. Pedro Rizzo. He lost to. Pedro Rizzo's like a thousand years old fighting in Impact FC. Jonathan Ivey, he beat in USA MMA. Who's that? Who cares? And then he lost to Mike Bork with a leg injury. This is Ken Shamrock's record. Now he's fighting Kim, Kimbo Slice, who is fighting in the mean streets of Florida, and he still thinks he's a boxer. This fight's – yo, this is bad, Joe. It's going to be great. It's so bad it's going to be good. It's going to be great. I'm going to watch the whole damn thing. And the fight card itself isn't that bad. Which is crazy because, like – They put a dope fight card around it, and it's going to be a train wreck. Yo, I, and I can't wait. I hope Kimbo – Goes, tries to knock out Shamrock. Shamrock ducks, and Kimbo hits himself in the face. Self-TKO. I'm rooting for, like, the craziest thing to happen. Yeah. Because it's Bellator, and that's what they want. They just want a really great card and a clown show. Yeah, and that's a clown show because I'm, like, expecting a DQ, somebody running with a steel chair. Like, turn it into a ladder match. Make this entertaining. <laughs> like, bring war games back. Ken Shamrock and Kimbo Slice in war games. Hell in a Cell. Oh, Hell in a Cell would be great. Or Elimination <laughs> Chamber with just a bunch of old, washed MMA fighters. Like Tito Ortiz in one joint. And every four minutes, they just open the cell. Yo, it'd be st- Yo have you ever seen... Uh, this is really random. Have you ever seen... There's a, there's a video of team MMA fighting. Have you ever seen this shit? Yo, I've seen that shit. And it's like, it's like a five-on-five. It's like America it's like versus an, this country. It's like an fight. elimination fight. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> Except you get beat to death and it's like one-on-five. One person <laughs> taps and then like they're out. And then, like, it's you and your crew, and then, like, you could double team. Yo, it's the worst gang fighting I've ever seen in my life. Because as soon as you lose one person, it's over. No, I've seen team make a comeback. Like, it was, like, two on five, and they just start knocking people out. The two guys, and they got it down to two and one, and then the one guy left beat them. It was some good shit. It was thrilling television. Like, I mean, I might have been the only person that watched. If but we could do thrilling. that with, like, Ken Shamrock, like, Dan Severn, Hoist Gracie, and then, like, Kimbo can get his people from uh, from Day County, and he can scrap in, like, a junkyard. Dada and everybody, yeah, yeah, fight. Do it in a scrap in, like, a junkyard with, like, a big flaming dinosaur in the background and, like, fireworks. I'd watch that. And, Not like, pay-per-view? EDM music that. playing in the background. Put it on Spike. Yeah, and, like, just no church in the wild instrumental on loop. And, like, have Sofia Vergara do commentary. Oh, shit, I'll watch anything with Sofia Vergara. <laughs> well, will you go- listen to it, though? Ugh. Exactly. Uh. <laughs> so have her do commentary with like Mauro Ranello 
and then like put it on like you know like Destination America or something. Like that. yeah. <laughs> that, it'd be I think great. I'm watching Destination America tonight. Where, where is that? Because uh, Ring of Honor and TNA. Okay, all right. There you go. Wrestling segment, I was about to so say, yeah. wait, I know I'm watching that tonight. Don't diss them. I'm just saying, it's Destination. Like Destination America doesn't sound like anywhere you would fight. It sounds like I would fi- find like rednecks roping together like stray cats. That's like Destination America. Listen, I watch Lucha Underground on like a random ass channel. That's El Rey. At least that makes sense. El Rey. It's like a Mexican network. Destination America. Seems I'd watch like- this on that. Yes. Yeah, I'm gonna watch anyway. It's a train wreck, and I can't wait. Yeah, I, I mean the rest of the car. You got Pitbull Fierre, you got Bobby Lashley, whatever, and you got like Michael Chandler, Daniel Strauss, former champions. Bellator's got his work cut out for it, but yeah, you want to put on a freak show? Fine, go ahead, Scott Coker. That's what it is, and we'll be watching. And next, we'll be talking about WWE. Whoa, Summer boy. of Owens going to be hey, nuts. I am making the argument that the Summer of Owens might be better than the Summer of Punk. And the WWE version of Summer of Punk from our ROH fans. The Summer of Punk, when Punk left with the title, it was amazing. But this is, yeah, we're getting close. We got, we got to talk about it. We, we have a guest, too. Oh, we do. We do. So stay tuned. We're going to be This is right usually where the sponsors will go. But since we're sponsored by the people, the people, we wanted to tell you that you can follow us on YouTube at The Corner Podcast. You can ask us a bunch of questions, hopefully the good ones, at thecornerpod at gmail. And you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at thecornerlsn. My people. The people. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the third segment of The Corner. And we have a guest. Let it be known who you are. This is Robert Latow from Black Sports Online. I'm here. I just came from Cleveland, and now I'm in, in Las Vegas uh, because I'm, I'm still big pimping. Uh, I'm going to act like I'm not ready to fall over uh, right now uh, for my mini work turn up. But glad to be on the, the show. Every time I get to come in town, you guys uh, have me on the show. And every time I, I, I check out the show, I notice you guys have about seven to ten more uh, groupies. Uh, on, on your show, so you're moving in a in a very positive direction. Now they they don't look that good, but you know, hey, you know, can't beg, can't, you know, beg, beggars can't be choosers. At, yeah, at this, listen, at man, this, it's, at this it's time. the wrestling community. <laughs> hey, yeah. We are great fans. Yeah, well, that's what we We're, have. Yeah, it's not like the the best of lookers. <laughs> Holla at Sasha Banks though, if Bay want to come on the show <laughs> and she's listening. She no, like, a, I got she, space for her. She's no AJ Lee. I wish you, you stop. Oh, stop Sasha's saying better than AJ. No, nah, really nah, got to start nah, this this segment off. I don't care. People are gonna talk about me. Sasha Banks is better than AJ Lee as a wrestler. I don't care about a wrestler. AJ Lee's one of the finest women on on this planet. And if I see you CM Punk, you're going to have to UFC fight me before (laughs) you get into that ring for what you did to her. I I know you're listening. I know because Hell got like 700 million, you know. (laughs) Fans and, and, and connections, so I know you probably listening to CM Punk. I'm looking for you. The views uh, on this podcast are not reflected <laughs> those on Andreas Hill. So, look, so both of you brothers, before we even start this this segment, both of you brothers are at the NBA Finals, and I'm jealous. But I have to talk to Kel real quick because last week I told you whoever won Game Four was going to win the NBA Finals. I told you the Warriors won Game Four; they would win Games Five and Six. A stupid prediction what? by you. Uh, now I thought Cleveland still had a chance. I thought Game Five. Cleveland was was in it, and I, I thought they could have, you know, took that game. Four, they had no chance of, I don't think. Um, they went up 2-1. Four, they kind of gave away. Five was the turning point for me. Whoever won game five was going to win the series, and Cleveland couldn't close it out. Um, J.R. Smith has a lot to do with that. Garbage. J.R., you know, he he needs that 
that atmosphere. He needs to go back to greenhouse. As much as he says <laughs> that he was focused going to Cleveland, nah, you need you need the club. You need the party. You need that good NYC, like, cushy Tahiri booty to come home to every night and post on IG. He was missing that. His shot was missing, and they lost. Shump was trash, too. Oh, Shump was trash, too. You know, they, they, uh, they call it on the Trash Brothers. Yeah, the Trash nah. Brothers. <laughs> brothers. That was great because the Knicks suck. And anybody who's a New York Knicks fan, I'm sorry. You will suffer from the curse of Patrick Ewing forever. And anybody that you trade is going to go somewhere else and suck, too. So, To be fair, David Lee is a world champion. David Lee is a world champion, but he's coming off the bench. Like, he was a starter, and he was a perennial all-star when he was a Nick, and he came to Golden State, and this season he was an afterthought. He had a strong 20 minutes in these finals. I thought um, Draymond Green, I think, after uh, game four, I think he hit the nail on the head. He, he said that the Cavs were, were playing like it was a street fight and playing like it was the NBA Finals, and the Warriors were playing like it was a regular season game because they had won 67 regular season games, and they thought that would be enough. It, it was really – it was almost like a boxer, like, uh, you know, a, a heavy favorite, and the, the little scrappy guy comes out. You know, what happened to Wilder uh, yeah. that last weekend? You exactly. know, he kind of come out, he play playing to the crowd, and you got a guy that you know you should beat, and he buzzed you. And, and you, all of a sudden you're like, oh, wait a minute, I, I see my whole – career just going down the drain and I think that's what happened to the Warriors that you know because if LeBron was able to beat them with this lineup they may have never recovered from this like they, mentally absolutely not so uh, they they just had you know luckily you know they got Steve Kerr they got Steph they got guys who could turn it up uh, a notch and when they decided look first off we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna stop this whole Delhi situation <laughs> here and now we're gonna stop that one, you know, once they stopped letting these role players, you know, play above their their skill level, it just was too, you know, too deep. And like you said, it was just kind of, it was epidemic after that. And LeBron, interesting thing about LeBron, when he kind of knows that it's over, kind of, yeah, you see, you see him pull back. A he kind of dials it, you know, back. You know, he's the only one that could dial it back and end up with like thirty five and eighteen, right. but. You can see it on his face. Like, he, he knew, he, knew he, was was de- he was defeated, and he knew that he just didn't have the horses and there was no need to do anything, you know, that, you know that already his body was taxed not to do any, anything more. I felt, you know, I felt so bad for LeBron. This is the first time I ever really felt bad for LeBron because, like, he did everything. I, I put up a stat yesterday where the five, five of the – there's like a seven-man rotation in Cleveland – Five of them averaged a total of like 44 points through five games, and LeBron averaged 36 by himself. You're, not, you're never going to win. No. T- if Timothy Mozgov is your and, second best option. And he won two games. That, and that's had him amazing. sweating. That, yeah, yeah. He deserves his own trophy. Yeah, it, it's crazy that he didn't win MVP. But it's mm. funny, I was, I was looking at stuff earlier. Uh, the last two years, the MVP has gone to the guy who's guarded LeBron <laughs> and that's a good put one. up that's a good one. half yeah. of his stats. Like, they are giving the award to someone who's – "Quote unquote," held LeBron in check, but yet his stats and his wins above replacement and all these other crazy analytics are through the roof. But the guys guarding him and letting him do all these things are winning trophies. Yet you can't give it to him. It makes no sense. So I mean, he did what he like. I said, if it went to Game Seven, he had a chance for MVP because that means they they was competitive. Mm. But those last couple of games, Iguodala won the MVP off of three games. It's just ridiculous. Like if that's the case, LeBron did this for six. Yeah, but they didn't Iggy win. He won it off of. Three games. He did nothing game one and two. Three, he was mediocre. You know, I, I, I think that what happened was LeBron came out publicly and said, don't give it to me. I'm not going to be happy about it. I may make a fuss about it. And I think in some some of the media's mind that voted on it, they didn't want that uncomfortableness that, 
you know, what happens if he don't accept it? What if he throws it in? The, you know, he takes the belt, throws it in the tray. It becomes the Intercontinental Championship. He becomes King Barrett or something with it, you know. It, where because, you know, he looks at it like it's irrelevant. Uh, and they don't want that, you know, for their trophy. So I think maybe it was suggested uh, that you find another, uh, you know, candidate. Uh, I don't have a problem with Iggy winning this stuff. You know, you know, could have could have won it. The, the fact Why didn't he get a vote? Not, not a yeah, vote. I, yeah. I would. I if you're going on the whole seven, you know, six games. You know, Steph was Steph, and I think sometimes in in finals they want a player that if you're at a level, a certain level all year, they want you to take it up yeah. a notch. And Steph was just. Steph, the regular Steph. MVP, you know, Steph. He one didn't, night off, one night other off. night, 20 he, something he didn't, games, one he didn't night do 30. anything extra extraordinary. Where Iggy, you know, it's a good story. All, didn't play, you know, didn't start, comes on the bench, you know, harasses LeBron as best as anybody can, hits a bunch of open shots, gives him some scores. So it's a good story. It's a nice story, you know, to, to put in it. And, it's different than just giving it to the guy that everybody, you know, knows. But in the end, nobody to me, nobody cares about finals MVPs. He or, averaged yeah. almost half of LeBron's stats. Yeah, no, I understand. And, and won the trophy. Like, yeah. LeBron was averaging 36. Iggy averaged like 18. Hey, I'm the man he that wanted averaged. James Harden to, to win the MVP because <laughs> yeah. I thought across the board he was a better player over the 82 games than, than Steph. But, you know, so a lot of times we had the best team. You're likable. You're, you're, your woman's cute. Your mom's cute. Your baby's cute. You know, all that factors into let's make this guy, you know, the face, you know, uh, uh, of the NBA. Now, I just hope he's not got like 17, you know, mistresses hanging out. Uh. I never trust. No offense to Steph. Love Steph. But, you know, history tells me of my old age is that stuff seems too good to be true. It's just one DM or email out (laughs) there from turn the whole, you know, house down. But I hope he's different than 99.9% of of everybody else because – you know, we can't handle any. I don't need no more, you know, scandals or Dwight Howard, 12 baby moms and all that, that stuff guy. like that. that so, no who, you know, I people that they, pro- stuff, they prop up, you know, and then you have to, te- you know, tear them down. I need I need a vote. Like, it's going to be crazy in 20 years when they give me a vote for some of these things. Because you're going to be stupid, aren't you? No. <laughs> you're like, like, I'm going to give my honest opinion. People Steve Kerr is like the MVP, crazy. right? Like, David Blatt's the MVP. Listen, That's man, I wouldn't, I, been, I wouldn't have been the only guy to vote for Delhi. I thought someone was going to give Delhi that vote. That's why they don't let Skip vote. Yeah, you, <laughs> you know it's interesting. Skip doesn't you know go to the games anymore, right. um, like he does. You know, for, like Stevens always always there, but Skip, even though he's always at the locations, he doesn't go to the games. He watches them in the hotel. Um, man, he's comfortable being his character, and I try to explain Isn't that to people. Like he's making good money. He works half a day, and he and he you know gets to travel whatever the for them and. He just chill it out. He got his. He's bracing. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's Brock Lesnar. Lesnar. He does. He, he, he does no work. I yeah. mean, Stephen A. has a radio show. He does TV. He does Sports Center. He Busy. does first. He's he's working for his his money. It, all Skip does is first take, and and he have he got a little lady. I don't know if y'all know he has a little lady. She's a nice looking, middle aged lady. Got him a little tender, a little younger than him, and she comes on the on the road with him. I'm like, this man's living the dream off some stupid, just just tweeting random stuff every once in a while and saying, and then the, the thing is he lets Stephen A do all the screaming and stuff. So people get mad at Stephen A, then he just kind of slides in his, 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 his slander all the time. It's, Yo, a, it's I, a great I got to write this article. It just came to me. It's like genius. Stephen A is John Cena, and Skip is Brock Lesnar. 
Stephen A does the million house shows. He does, right. And the crowd yells at him and hates him and Cena sucks and all this stuff. And And then, you know, Lesnar comes through and does his (laughs) six spots and makes all the big money. This is incredible. He baits him into the stuff that gets him in trouble. <laughs> and then when he gets a job, Bailey, hey man, I had nothing, I had nothing to do with that. You know, every other week they they see Stephen, they gotta apologize for something because he oh, gets so worked man. up in his character that he it just comes out. True, you don't think you know before, but you know Skip always cool, always collective, never yelling, just very smooth, just collecting that check, staying out of trouble. All right, so let's actually talk about wrestling that we came to yeah, talk about, yeah, now that we're which is about always it. interesting. Yeah. I mean, dude, let's start with Money in the Bank. I, I was for a, a pay per view. I guess that's what we call these things. Yeah, a two week build. That was a hell of a show. You know, I, I like the show. You know, I don't like I, I don't like Sheamus. So, Nobody likes Sheamus. Sheamus don't like Sheamus. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. So it's like, okay, he had. You know, I, I wanted. I thought it made for once. It made <laughs> sense to give this to Reigns. Like this was the like. It's, they're so crazy. It, it makes me so frustrated with Reigns. When we don't want them, they try to push them. Right. When it makes sense to give them a little you know, push and, and, and we're agreeing with it and we're liking the way that he, he's going, they just throw him in there with you know, Bray Wyatt you know, talking in the back and it, like, you know, in the, closet, the broom closet. And then we got Sheamus and Randy Orton and, and these guys and, and, and Kane and the big show that they – it's just a – Rotation. I was reading something today about the thing that people like about Cena now is he's not dealing with the same people all the time because of the open challenge. Yeah, yep. it's always somebody new or weird or from NXT or just a, a jobber. It, but it's fresh because it forces Cena to to deal with the, not the same people. And then we get to the but the real main event status, and it's just regurgitated. You know, so like let Kofi Kingston win. You know, let let let, oh, let you know. Right. Just, just not let a black just, man. I'm only saying, just for <laughs> even if you you figure out a way to give it back to somebody else, just so people can be like, wait a minute, Kofi, for, yeah. gonna be the gun, and then have Kofi cash in just randomly one day. He don't have to be the champ for like eight months. It would just be a cool moment. You know, we nobody would expect Kofi just runs out there, does a flip. And he's a champion, or, or Neville, or something. And if I Kofi understand. Kingston ever holds the WWE would not, title, would I would great. get a Kofi Kingston tattoo. That would be on great. my body. That, I would it, get it, his face tattooed on. Me. Once again, you know, I, I know hell. That. Hell knows, like you know, right now, million Remember people. That, I know Vince episode. is listening right now. If you want to keep the fans engaged, I don't know why they don't pay attention to stuff. Weird stuff that happens that they don't expect. Always, that's why Kevin Owens, which I know we're going to talk about, yeah, is but, over because he came out of nowhere and he started doing stuff. That people weren't used to, and it was it got him over so quickly. As opposed to like someone like Neville, they put in a package, and then they forget about him. And then people are like, okay, we know you flip around and you got a cape, but you, there's no meaning to any the of the stuff that you're doing. Oh, yeah, and, the, the cape is horrible. <laughs> like, yeah, just just and, and that's the thing with money. Like this, this, they tell them sometimes they tell good stories, like even with like um, the Bella twins and, and Paige. So I it's, hate that story. Well, so they, at least it, when they wrestle, it makes sense. And then they do stupid stuff at the end, the finishes, and he's like, okay, you just messed up all the, the build to that. You know, I know they have a lot of writers. Man, they would, they would, it would do much better if they downsized. Like NXT. Uh, the, yeah. Yeah, like, like when, when there's like three chefs yeah, in the kitchen, yeah, yeah. and then you go to Triple H and be like, yo, final stamp, boom, and then pump it out, and it's great. It's clockwork. And they have great rivalries and, and great shows and 
but it's such a smaller scale. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. why it works. And when you when, when it's simple, it's it's easier. Everything works easier. But I mean, yeah, I mean overall, like Seamus was the only major hiccup mm-hmm. I had in the show. Yeah. The Bella Twins, eh, I'm sick of them too. Like they just don't make sense to me. One one week they're feuding, one week they're faces, one week they're heels. We talked about that last week. I right? never be sick of Nikki, man. She is she is a piece of work, man. <laughs> <laughs> she does that rack attack. Yeah, some some Something about some it. rumbles inside of me. When just the way she. It's not like it's an impressive finisher. It's just the way it's just so like not to take Sasha Banks, you know, nor is so bossy and, and she's she's a physical she's a big chick. She's not like the, you know, flourish chick, but she's a you know, she got the move job. She's just a, a imposing but feminine type, you know. sometimes like when they're imposing it's like China. Yeah, and then no, if that's, not, that's different. Then yeah. they're like dainty, like like AJ, like they're small and so they're really cute, but she's like a kind of a big, you know, thick you know, like a sister almost. Not, not, not trying to say she's gonna run the NAACP or anything, ah. but, but, but she, she, she kind of thick with it. And, and you know, Cena, you know, I catch Cena slipping, you know. Never <laughs> but I mean, overall, I mean, the the title match was great. Mm-hmm. Ambrose and Wild Rollins, that was good. Great. Yeah. I mean, those guys just have chemistry. If those like they can fight every week, I don't care. Let them fight. Um, tag team match. Primetime players won the tag team. Yeah. Those are your boys. Look. I was. Black New on day. black crime. It was yeah. so many New black day. people in the ring. And I was like, look at all these black people wrestling with belts on yes. the line. Is it just me? Am I the only one that think – I know Titus, somebody was saying, well, he's older. That's why they don't like to give him a singles push. But I just think he, he has something. He just can't wrestle. He's like no, he, 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 he's, he's kind of a Goldberg-ish. You know, he kind of just kind of runs into – but people, they react to him. That's the kind of what I look for. Like, even if you don't got, like, the most – you know, wrestling moves, you're not flipping all around, you're not doing a bunch of stuff. Like, I just kind of look like when you step in the crowd, he does his woo woo, you know, he does his look, yeah, you know, cute sci fi. Yeah. yeah, you know, people get into that, and then he kind of just runs over people and yeah, things like that. But I, I just, I feel like I, I'm glad that because that, they were dead in the water. Like, we didn't see them yeah. for like six months. Yeah. And so, you know, it's not singles competition for the brothers, but at least it's. They have found something for Kofi and Biggie and, and all of these guys it. to do. New, it, it, rock. Yeah. It's fun. Marcus, Marcus Vandenberg, who works for Yahoo, is the homie who will probably be on the show soon. Yeah, he, he texted me when back. I when I was talking. I was like, "Yo, primetime players won." Yeah, and he's like, "I hope this isn't like a push for Darren Young being gay." And I was like, "Damn, I didn't even think about that." I don't think Darren so because it's I been a not. while. It's been a while. Like it if has. they were gonna do it, they like remember the, the, when he first came out, like the first match, he he yeah. did a singles match and he won, and ribbons came down and some stupid less stuff like that. But <laughs> then he disappeared for another Is like Darren six Young months. Gay? Yeah, where have you been? I didn't know Darren Young was gay. Yeah, we did a big story about it. Really? Yeah, I gotta read uh, that. But see, unlike Michael, unlike uh, Michael Sam, he, he just doesn't you know say it every fifteen seconds. Right. Like he said it, and people was like cool, and he moved on. You know, <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, good, good for him. Yeah, L- listen, good to you, for you the say, WWE. <laughs> good for you, son. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had no clue. That's all right. Well then, and uh, I guess primetime players are gonna get the push until Rowan nah, and they, they, yeah, Rowan they, and uh, what's his face are gonna come yeah. and just wreck the whole. Division. Rowan and, and Harper are about and Harper, to come yeah. and just ruin that whole thing. But I mean, you know what? Like the way the the new day have been going, I I kind of like to see them with the titles. Like mm-hmm. I think it was kind of fun to see them. Like like I said, when Kofi and Xavier were trying to pick up Biggie, and like <laughs> it, it was like the most ridiculous looking thing because Biggie's like huge. I love that all three of them just shared the title. Like there's yeah, two yeah, titles, yeah. Freebird but it's all three yeah. of them. Like, Freebird Wood. Also, like uh, when Biggie not in his move set, he includes the the clapping yeah you know he throws him down and 
Yeah, yeah the yeah. New Day rock. And actually, I'll be honest with you. Maybe it's my bad hearing because I'm getting old. It almost sounds like more people are saying New Day rocks. You're always thinking the same than, thing. Than New Day I, sucks I hear anymore. more New Day rocks. Hey, I like them. I would be, yeah. yeah you, they're like douchebag heels, and I yeah. enjoy it. So can we lock in? That me, you, and Marcus will actually be the new day for Halloween. I don't know where we're going, yeah. but we can all be the new day. For <laughs> you gotta Halloween. wear the singlet. Yeah, I'll wear the singlet. I'll wear the full. I gotta find like singlet. I gotta find like a weird chest. Like, like Kofi, <laughs> yeah. Kofi's got the weird, weird chest. chest. I tell you, we gotta we gotta make it happen. We gotta put it on like the Instagram and everything for the show, and we gotta be the new day. Yeah, but oh, only you. if you and Marcus can lift me on your shoulders, because then if not, it doesn't. Marcus, work. yeah, Marcus can't. Like, <laughs> I, like I can't. I. I yeah, but Marcus, nah. You guys got to figure that out. So I know what to tell The you. other thing I didn't like was Ryback and Big well, nobody Show. Likes no Ryback. one likes Ryback and Big Show. Ryback. No one likes the Big Show. Nobody like. He's always got to be involved. Why can't? Like, he's annoying, isn't he? Him and Kane. They got to go. Yeah, There's yeah. enough people now, man. Just I, read the, I, go. I take Big Show over Kane. Like, Kane is just... I mean, I give him credit for hanging around for 30 years or whatever it may be when yeah. The Undertaking can barely walk. But it's like... That, that's another, You have all of these fresh faces... You know, maybe if you use them right, you can – These, you know, the Kane and Big – they're going to be part of the WWE until Forever. they die. Forever. They don't need, you know, this. You know, Mark Henry, they, they got some lifetime contract. They don't, they don't need all this TV time. You know, repackage Fandango or, or the Rosebuds or whatever. Repackage these people into some real thing. Where, where is my man, Um, um you know, it, it, it looks like uh, Jason Statham. Uh, There's a dude that looks like Jason Statham. Yeah, he was in a tag team with Tyson Kidd. Oh, oh Cesaro. Yeah, where's Cesaro been for the last well, two weeks? Tyson I know, Kidd. I know Tyson he got injured. Yeah, yeah, this is the perfect time to bring Cesaro. Why back. Andreas just pitched a whole Cesaro yeah, movement yeah. last week. I mean, like, Cesaro, he he's so good, man. Like he needs to go to NXT almost at this point because, like, without just Tyson Kidd, yeah, yeah. Or, or he needs to hold the Intercontinental title. Let him do something. You know, Ryback just needs to come him. off of that. Just let him. Let him. All I want to see is is him wrestle. Like some people, like I want to hear talk. Yeah. Some people I just I don't need much. Just you could be like Brock, just come in the ring and start hitting people with European uppercuts and swinging them around, and I'm gonna be you know happy with that. It seems like Vince sometimes can't. If you can't do one or the other, he just can't get with you. You, you know? can't, yeah, figure like, it out. You can't right, do both. Right back is a horrible choice for the IC title. How do you go from Daniel Bryan? We're trying to bring validity to this belt. Wrestling. To, to Ryback. 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 Feed the Miz. More, like, <laughs> and Big yeah, Show. Miz. I wouldn't even mind the Miz. No. Like, why is he even there? Hey. Because then neither one of them can talk. Well, they need him heat. That's true. And he brings the heel heat because even though Big Show's a heel, he's, he's switched so many times, nobody takes him seriously anymore. Random thought. What happened to Damian Sandow? Matt, see, oh, see, he, he that, went that, Macho Man, they, right? They messed yeah, that they, up, it was man, like the Soundboy Burial after that. Like, we haven't heard from him since. Nah, they killed him. Well, somebody was. I, I read a theory. Like we all thought that it was Sandow, you know, that was getting over. But what if it was Miz that was getting over Sandow? So once you take the Miz factor away, the part that people really hate to make them love Sandow, he just on his own. People are like, there's no, there's nothing else to yeah. We like, didn't really uh, like him. We, we just really hated the Miz, Miz more. Yeah, which, is, was, which says really a lot about the Miz. Uh-huh. Still captivated. It's, it's, Still it is. captivated. Because as soon as you put Sandow alone, he he's supposed to be the, like. If you take someone like Daniel Bryan, who who was good in a tag team, as soon as he left, he kept his his heat because they really liked Daniel Bryan. Sandow, as soon as he left that tag team, Miz made one of those you know B movies for you know straight to DVD, just lost Marine. it. Yeah. <laughs> He's the Marine? 
who I think he was. Oh God, was it? It's like the Marine, like that is just horrible. Like they didn't let it go. WWE Studios. By the way, the one with Halle Berry was not that bad. Which what, was what she was like the nine one one? Yeah, the, the, um, yeah, that was the dope. Call. I'll give him that one that for it. Okay. Yeah, wasn't your boy uh, David Atunga in there? I think so. Yeah, okay. What yeah, happened yeah. to him? Is, he, is he still, still married yeah. to Jennifer? Yes, he is. Yeah, he's still married to her. He's what? winning in life then. Okay, well maybe yeah, she, yeah. maybe her checks are good. No, her checks are fine. Yeah, he's an attorney. Like, oh yeah, I always thought he should have been the the authority's attorney. Oh, like he was for a high second. He did. Yeah, he did something. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about Kevin Owens. Okay. In your uh, summer of Owens. Obviously, Owens. obviously, I've been like I've been going nuts over this. Like I was trying to watch the NBA Finals, and I was like I couldn't stop watching the Kevin Owens Cena match because it was so good, and it started making me think. And I was like, this Kevin Owens run is probably the best thing WWE's had in a long time mm-hmm. with an independent mm-hmm. wrestler, and it almost rivals what CM Punk was doing as an mm-hmm. indie wrestler. And we had the storyline with the mm-hmm. contract, but the wrestling's better. Like the Owens Cena matches are amazing. And then you have the promos Owens cuts. Uh. And then he's involved in, like, what is he, like, four different feuds? He, he, he beefs with everybody. Body. Everyone. I mean, Baller. Machine Gun Kelly got, yeah. got it. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Machine Gun took that bump like a champ, by the way. I don't know. I mean, I'd never push a guy that was a pro wrestler because he wouldn't yeah. shake my hand. i just leave. But <laughs> MGK, you know, felt himself a little bit. Got yeah, power bump. Yeah, yeah. But, like, dude, Kevin Owens is the hottest heel Aside from Seth Rollins, and Seth Rollins is the champ. Yeah. Kevin Owens has been here for a short amount of time. Most people don't even know who he is. Mm. They're just learning who he is, but he's in these amazing mm. programs with John Cena. And this summer, it's like, I hope that they, they don't blow this off at Battleground, like they mm. take this to SummerSlam and have Kevin Owens go over on Cena. Uh. I think this could be better than the Summer of Punk. That's what it has to be, right? He has to lose the NXT title July 4th on At that card point, to Finn. Right. He has to. And then now it opens it up. Because he's never challenged Cena for the U.S. title. title it was always yeah. his champion for champion. And then now he has to say, I'm going to finally take what means most to you, and that is the belt, and they have to let him do it. All they and have then Cena can go and get in beef well, with whoever title hopes or whatever you want to do with Cena. I, I do Super think, Cena. think Super Cena should get, get some, some credit. I don't know what's, gotten, in, I don't know what's gotten into him you know, this year. Maybe just he, he realizes the, the end is, is near and he, wants, uh, he don't want people to think that he was like Hulk Hogan and was holding people you know, back because he's done his best with Rusev. I mean, he get his wins. I mean, he's Super Cena. And that's what but, he does. But oh, well. he has been wrestling at a better, higher level than I've seen him wrestle – in a very long time. Now, I don't know if that's just because of the young guys. Not young, but, you know, new, fresh, you know, guys are coming in, and he doesn't want to get shown up. I think his ego is like, I'm not going to let, you know, myself. I'm going to pull out all these weird moves, somewhat expertly done, because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't want to be upstaged. Uh, but I think when you have somebody like Cena, like Kale, you just were talking about, that it doesn't matter. what He's John Cena. He can lose 100 matches in a row. He still is going to be John Cena. Selling a million, and million dollars worth of mark. If he's willing to help all of these people, and on a lower level you see people like Ziggler and Neville take, mm-hmm. making, you know, basically they're no. making, you know, Kevin Owens look strong, you know, former man Jameis, like he said, strong. And you have to have people buy in, you know, to that. And that lets me know that maybe Owens, you know, his reputation is kind of a hard ass in the locker room. Maybe that's softened, you know, since he, he talked to some people. Like, look, this may be your last chance. He's Triple H's guy, man. He's I Triple mean, H's guy. That's, that's what it comes down, down to. to. And they're going to hate them, by the way. Because that picture when Triple H signed him, Balor, and Atami, and they're all doing the click little hand gesture, yeah. they're going to hate See, and, them in that and, locker room. And, and you wonder. And he got the crazy push right away. You wonder, it's cool now. 
It's hot and everything. But Cena says it's a lot in his promos. I've been here 13 years. I've seen a lot of people get hot, come and go, injuries, whatever. Uh, Owens is not a young guy. Uh, he's older than, than what Daniel Bryan was. It was when he just got injured. You know, can he? Can this last? Can you be? Can you formulate enough personality? Can you work with other people? You know, John Cena's the biggest one in the company. That's easy heat. You know, if once you get pushed off to the side, can you make it? work and still get your, your heat and get your whatever you need. We know he can wrestle. We know he can talk. But does he become like Bray Wyatt where it becomes like repetitive and it's cool, but you feel like it could have been – it should be more. Bray you know, Wyatt should part. be more. Richard. Bray Wyatt, yeah, he should be more. Damn but, shit. I mean, yeah. look, I've watched Kevin Steen wrestle mm-hmm. for a long time, and that guy knows how to make feuds fresh. Right. And he knows how to, he knows how to say the right things. It, you know, it's much more than just cutting a promo. His timing yeah. is impeccable. Yes. And, like, with the Cena storyline, for instance, what, when I say that it could be better than Summer of Punk, incorporate your son. Like, for real. Yeah. Like, your son's, like, really a fan. Like, incorporate your son. Like, start talking about these real-life things because he does it so well. Everything he says is believable. There's nothing cheesy about Kevin Owens. Um, against other people, I get a little concerned because then I wonder if he can carry a lot of these feuds by himself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, wh- who – who do you? Where do you? Like, like let's just Can say his run go. be bigger than Punk's. Bigger than Punk's. Punk's run was interesting because he was leaving. Owens is arriving. But they buried Punk. Like just in general, overall WWE scope and career, Punk never had the cosign of Triple H. Well, no, and, never. And the higher ups. Never. Owens has that. Can his career be bigger than Punk's? I think you know the thing about question. Punk though. Even though he didn't have the cosign, he did have the belt for a long. Long never time. Headline, yeah, but he never never headline. He never headlined WrestleMania, but uh, he did have. He was still the champ, and I think that's you know I know we're living in a fictional world. It changes the it changes. Seth Rollins was the third man uh, of even though he created the Shield. It was always Reigns, Ambrose, and then Rollins. Yeah. Now it's Rollins. You know, and he's number one. And 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 when they made that decision that look, we're not letting Reigns go over because you're the guy. Uh, you know, some you know, just talking about what you said about Kevin Owens and, and Rollins and all these, the best feuds and the things I think we're most connected to is when it's true. Right. When they, t- you know, it, of course it's fiction, but it's still true. When they tell Rollins, "Hey, you, we invested a lot of you." That's saying Vince wanted Reigns. Somebody got him to change his mind and say, "This Seth Rollins can run this." this what is it? Almost been you know, it's been six four or five months. months. It's, six, it's six, been a while. It's wild. Yeah. And. You got to run with that that ball. So, and like you said, incorporating your son when he's talking about Cena, telling him that he he belongs, and he's and he's right. Hey man, I've been wrestling all over, you know, the world. Now Cena came back and was like, "Well, it's your attitude that you haven't been here." Then it started getting you know real. That and, makes it and, fun. And real disputes, even if you know you're cool backstage, comes across better than I think to everybody and allows those feuds to go on. We're gonna on see better. a lot more of that then. If that's the case, because so. all these guys have 10, 15 years of history. You look at Generico Steen, which yeah. is now Owens versus Sami Zayn, yeah. and they bought up, even in NXT, 15 years. Yeah. They have pictures as 17-year-olds yeah. yeah. together. And we're seeing just Rollins wrestled all of these guys, guys. 10 years ago. We're seeing 
just people ushered in who have had feuds in other promotions eight years ago, we're going to see a lot more history, a lot more storylines. There's pictures of people with their kids when they're like two actually around each other. There's a ton of stuff that can be incorporated now because all these NXT guys know each other. And, and you know what the WWE is doing that makes it better than anything else? Is they're actually acknowledging these indies exist. Like to say, okay, yeah, there is this ROH where these guys came from and created this history. And like using the footage, like I was watching, I finally watched the, the, the Destruction of the Shield DVD. And I was like, wow, there's like ROH footage in here. And it was all the Tyler Black stuff before he became Seth Rollins. And I'm watching it, him and Daniel Bryan wrestling. They're acknowledging it. When you do that, you create a lineage. And now when you bring in these characters, it's not these brand new guys. It's like, oh, who is he? Which is where they kind of messed up with Neville because Neville was Pac. And Pac in PWG and Pac in, R like in the Indies was great. But they never really acknowledged his – he was like a skinny dude. Like, yeah. too. like Pac is huge now. Like Neville is huge. But they don't acknowledge it, and that's why people can't connect with him. Right. Kevin Owens is somebody that we've been rooting for for years to get in. He's fat. He doesn't, he doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't have the build. But the dude is vicious. And same with Samoa Joe. Like, with we, Joe. we're just waiting for Joe's Samoa Joe. to kill you. The chants are going. They kept the name for the first time, and God knows yeah, how Yeah, I don't know where they must have paid a pretty penny for that one. Like, because Joe must be getting a lot of that merch. You got to be getting paid off that merch. But it's like these stories are believable, and there's lineage, and they finally realize that fans aren't dumb. They need to change right. his outfit, by the way. Joe's? Oh, Joe's outfit is the worst. big-ass MMA shorts. I, I hate his music, the though. black and red. The, like, mu uh. the music's the worst. The music's, like, straight out of, like, literally, like, 93 uh, hood flick. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, they yeah, need it's to change a little Joe. weird. Yeah. I, I need to see, like, Pyro, though. It's a little, like, Goldberg-ish with me. Like, it's not as, like, intense, but if they add, like, some dope Pyro and, like, a, a cool visual, I'm all right. Also, Kevin Owens, can he ditch the NXT, like, little come-out promo thing? Can they give him, like, something legit? I hate, I'm sure like, they watching, will. like, the NXT thing. Like, that I, mean, I mean, I'm sure they will. They got to do it while he's still repping the NXT and legitimizing the federation to people who don't have the network for whatever reason. So, yeah, I think it's inevitable. Um, I just think that, that he's got a big future. And I, I don't know how long they're going to be able to keep him healed because those fight Owens fight chants are getting louder and louder. And I don't think it's just because of people Cena. root for heels. Yeah, they I root mean, for heels, but he's just he's good. He's yeah. just really good and believable at what he does. And when he's like, and I he'll fight just for power bomb like fucking musicians off of the stage. Yeah, nobody likes Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs> Amber Rose probably cheered that. Like Amber Rose, like good good bump, honey, you idiot. Like Amber Rose, greatest rebounder in the NBA Finals. Right? <laughs> Damn, that girl is Dennis Rodman on always, the glass. Always finding somebody. But yeah, so I think Kevin Owens got a bright future. Um, but the re the other thing, the return of Lesnar. First of all, didn't see that coming. I didn't read the dirt sheets beforehand. I had no idea Le Lesnar was Me coming either. back Monday night. It was crazy. And it's a little early, though. Battleground, like, what, we're going to get five a 10-minute match? We got five weeks, man. We got five weeks of Seth Rollins not being able to look Brock Lesnar in his eyes. So you got to do that, though. Um, that's the one thing I don't like. I, I, Seth Rollins is an exceptional wrestler. Uh, and sometimes I think, you know, because he's the authorities champion, they make him look a little weak. And that's why I like the whole thing with Ambrose. Like, I don't need you guys. I don't need security. I'm going right. to win on my own because it made him look strong. Um, now, he's going up against – Lesnar, uh, so he's probably going to ask for help. <laughs> but he should, he should, even if he loses, they should let him get some offense. He's not like Cena that you know Cena can take a squash, and he's he's Cena. Yeah, you know somebody like Rollins. If you play it the wrong way, you can mess him. You know mess him up. You know people won't take him seriously um, anymore as a champion. You know, and they let Reigns get his offense, and it was more 
I'm going to take a beating, but I'm going to keep getting up. <laughs> Destroyed. Yeah. But, but at least he, it had a thing like, I'm not going to stay down. So he kind of had something. They got to give Rollins. So he's a better wrestler. He's a better technical wrestler. Figure it out. You know, you're the architect. He, he, if they just let him go in there and he's running around and he's looking scared, he, he got to stand up uh, for himself or people will think he really is a paper champion. And, and we all know that he has the skills to hang with anybody uh, in the ring when they let him, you know, go ahead, ahead and do that. So how they work this feud over the next five weeks, I'll be interested to see. I'm still tired of their pedigree. Yeah, like he needs a finisher. Like I, yeah. I gotta cut that. The pedigree just bring back the curb stomp. I like, mean, he's a guy on, with a lot of moves. Me. I don't know why he can't. You know, I'm sure he sure he can find something. But before he had a high flying move and it yeah. doesn't pass yeah, over as splash. a champion. Yeah, you can't be a face with the Phoenix Splash. I mean, a heel like that's a face move. High flyers are fa- faces, not heels. So whatever. Yeah. But I mean, we'll see. Five weeks to build five towards weeks. this. It's a yeah. long time. Well, Brock's in and out, so maybe you know half the time it just be them talking about Brock and he won't even be there. Yeah, a lot's gonna happen between now. And battleground. It's going to be interesting. I mean, they haven't had five weeks to build since right. Mania, right? Yeah, like, it's point. just been constant pay-per-views, quote-unquote, mm-hmm. and big matches and all this stuff. They haven't had a, a time to build. I just get a little concerned about when the WWE starts booking long-term, like five <laughs> weeks of Raw, and it just starts becoming really bad. Because they really right. have nothing. Because three hours is a I'm lot of time to spend. SmackDown at this point. Like, they're yeah. doing something, right? Yeah, I'm going to watch SmackDown again look, this week. I, their booking has been great. Like, WWE's booking has been impeccable. And the way that they put Kevin Owens on SmackDown, uh. it makes it intriguing. But... Five weeks, like we've been doing this in small windows. We had two weeks from between uh, what was it, Extreme Rules, Rules and, and Money uh, in the Bank, right. and it worked. Five weeks though, we got July Fourth card. That yeah, that we talk yeah, Finn yeah. versus Owens, which yeah. is kind of so, like the main thing on that card. Even though Lesnar's on there against, it comes Kofi. on at a weird hour. But too. I get what you're saying because since they're using the, the network so much, they really have no need. Because the whole point of building up a pay per view was to get people to pay forty nine ninety nine, You would need to really sell them on it to spend that money, just like a boxing card or a UFC card. Well, now, if you're selling a network, which is more about you need to keep it because right. stuff Hold is happening quickly, maybe the shorter, you know, in-between pay-per-views is better because people are like, look, I can't cancel my monthly because they're doing one pay-per-view every, you know, two or three weeks. So I, don't, I can't cancel because I don't want to, you know, miss it. So maybe they were testing that. Out because the only time you really need that long, I would say, is for WrestleMania or SummerSlam. That's it. But the the smaller ones, people don't remember battle. I mean, you know, they may remember the match, but Battleground and all. Yeah, people don't remember all of those. No, Elimination Chamber seems like a normal pay-per-view. But it's to keep people from canceling after the free month because they got more stuff to look forward to. I mean, I kept it for NXT, and they got me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I might as well pay the whole year right now. It I ain't going nowhere. It works. Like, what they're doing works. But when you have to build through five hours of television yes. every week for the next five weeks, it's 25 hours of television. There's only so many promos I can watch, like Kane cut. So, eh, we'll see. We'll see how they build towards this for Battleground. Yeah, so that's our WWE talk. Ah, we we got to talk about the passing of Dusty Rhodes. Oh, yes, before we get out of here. We can't get out of here without that. Nah, the American man. dream, man. Yeah, just, just quick thoughts, man. When – I was, you know, toddler. You know, we're talking Ric Flair, Dusty Rose. That was it. I mean, that was kind of, that. you know, that's the first real feud I remember. You know, you remember like Hulk Hogan, but it never was, it felt, that never felt real. It felt like cartoon, even as a child, you know, to me. You know, when I would see Ric Flair and Dusty Rose, and uh, we, a place in St. Louis was, we had uh, called the Kill Center, and uh, it was a territory. 
back in the day, and they put on all these matches. And I remember they had – I was a little, little kid, and my uncle uh, took me to the kill center, and they had Dusty Rose and and, uh, and, and Ric Flair in a steel cage and Dusty bled back when everybody was bleeding and stuff, and he thought it was real <laughs> yep. uh, and everything. And we, we think about – Talkers now, you know, we in our the Austins and the Rocks and the Chris Jericho's of the, you know, the Attitude Era, but then if you just spend five minutes on YouTube, looking at Dusty Rhodes, one of the best like, talkers ever. You're like, mic. man, when I mean when they did the little tribute and I watched it, this man was put on his up here, not written, not scripted. I'm yeah, sure he, he had an idea what he was talking about, but that was coming. He was like a freestyle rapper, like a really good freestyle rapper. It was just coming. Yep. Out, you know, and, and, and it was coming out eloquently, and, it, and sometimes it rhymed. Somebody didn't make sense, but then it did, you know, make sense. It talked about bigger things. It made you think about bigger things than, you know, you know wrestling. Everybody thinks about, you know, hard times, but all of his promos were, you know, about you can be more than who you are. If and you, represent it, for the working work, man, man and the little you know, people. And, little people that wasn't like the Lex Lugers of the world. They were, you know, the people that were – not different when you're a kid and you're looking at that and you're a little awkward or nerd or whatever it may be you're like i could do it you know it's very inspiring it was tough to see him go but i'm glad like this new generation because he you know passed away and they're showing all these clips and highlights they're like they get to see these yeah. people that paved you know the way for what you you know you kind of see right now yeah i mean like as a kid i love dusty rose and i i know we gotta wrap up but it's Watching him is just, he, he was believable. Like, when we talk about Kevin Owens, we talk about other guys, he was believable. Like yeah, it, paved the he, way for those guys. He cut a promo, and, it, like, my grandmother loved him. Like, so when I, I used to go to AWA shows as a kid and watch WCCW and watch all these, you know, regional companies and, and watch Dusty Rhodes, and I used to root for him. The irony of all this is the only place he was truly misused was in the WWF. <laughs> Oh, you hated the polka dots. I hated him with Sapphire because they, they made him a character than who he was. He never got a real run at the title as Dusty Rhodes. He was Dusty Rhodes, a polka dotted working man. Yeah. It's like, but when Dusty Rhodes was just him, that was when he was at his the best. Red tights, like the bionic it. elbow, like yo, I love Dusty Rhodes and the I fact had that many of people with that bionic elbow, by yo, the way, I loved it. So it's like to see him pass is like you know, rest in peace. I don't know, I have no idea what Cody and Dustin are going through right now. I mean, you know, you grow up and you become a part of this business because of your father. So I know it's got to be hitting them hard. But it's like, man, that was, it was a legend. And not to mention, it wasn't like he died, like, in some back alley. You know what I'm saying? Like, he died like Kenny Phillips, old age, still doing what he loved. Like, yeah. ushering guys like Finn Balor along, Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose. Like, I was watching the Destruction of the Shield, and there's uh, the, the Rollins-Ambrose match. Dusty Rhodes and JR are calling the match. And I'm like, damn, Dusty's bled this business. So it's like, yo, he'll be sorely missed, man. And, you know, I hope guys like Kevin Owens can carry on that tradition. Yeah, man, keeping the American dream alive. So, R.I.P. Dusty. That's our show for this week. Indeed. And make sure you guys follow us on everything that you heard in our uh, little promo spots. Next week, we'll be back. We'll recap the big fight from this weekend. We'll get ready for more WWE and UFCs coming around the corner. We'll have more guests. Thanks, everyone, for listening. This has been episode 13, 13. of The Corner. Yo, we're here for a while now. Yeah, we are. We're and established. Make sure you hit up Andres on Twitter and tell him that I'm always right. Never. Thank you very much. See you all next week. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, 
for the ones who get it done.